The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle. Never know just where the conversation will take you on Talk Radio. France, 
There is a coach trundling its way to a ski resort in Italy, right? It's probably full of farts by now because they've been on it since three o'clock this afternoon. But my eldest daughter is amongst the passengers, very, very excited on her first big trip away. And uh, she doesn't give a stuff. I'm fine about it, obviously. Absolutely fine. It's not weird at all, only having one child at home and then both being under the age of 11. You know, it's fine. Ten years old, well, she's ready to make her own way in the world. She doesn't need her mum, of course. Or at least that's what you would think if you'd have seen her this afternoon. They did their usual trick, the school, um, of uh, telling me a time, I reckon there's a memo that goes out to the other parents to make me look bad, right? So they said we had to be there by three o'clock to see the kids off. They'd all been at school all day in uh, in their normal clothes, so feeling great, end of term vibe, going away on holiday at the end of it. Suitcases all piled up in the hall, ready to go. And they said, be there for three, um, and we'll be leaving around then. So I got there at quarter to three, because I thought, aha, I'm going to be there bang on time, and there'll be no getting past me. I got there at quarter to three, they were all already on the coach. I reckon everyone else got told to be there for half past two. So I got there. She was there on the coach. I think the sweets might have been out already, even though they hadn't pulled away. She was sitting next to her friend, big smiles. I'd expected at least a couple of tears, but that ingrateful child doesn't care at all. I I made an excuse to get on the coach. She'd forgotten her lip balm or something. I, I could help with that. Got on the coach, embarrassed her by giving her a hug. She could not wait to see the back of me, that child. This is not the way it's supposed to be, is it? The way it's supposed to be is cry, cry, cry. Then they get round the corner and then they open the sweets up and then they're fine and they forget about you for ten days and then they bring you all the washing back. No. She's already started with the not caring thing, so that's great. That's absolutely fine. Hello, Alan Caddick. How you doing, Kate? I'm all right, thank you. And how are you, Al? I don't mind. Well, you got a big child coming back Monday anyway. A big child? Oh, yeah, that fella. Ian. He's just been on Twitter w- with his top off. Obviously, oh my God. creating some kind of thirst trap, trying to get a buzz going, ready for Monday. I know his game. He's like Kim Kardashian with a beard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've got some big nudes to tell you. you know, in the week, big you news, me, big nudes. News. Right, OK. You know what I'm early in the week, if I'm made up with Robert? Oh, yes. The answer is yes. Finally, so what happened? <laughs> he phoned me Thursday... And he apologised. We both apologised to each other because the jealousy came in from pair of us. Right. Yeah. And it manifested itself. This is the reason you fell out. Unless I'm missing something, Alan. He asked you if you'd had a wash. I said yes, but I already had a wash, but he was being bossy about it. Yeah. So I told her mum, he had a go at our mum, God's done almighty well. He's done off to Blackpool. Yeah. And she changed her number, didn't she, your mum? No, I did. Oh, you changed your number, right. Yeah. Wow. Well, sometimes that happens in families and all you need is just a couple of days of not talking to each other to realise that actually it's silly. Yeah. So are you, are you mates now or is it still something you, you best not discuss? It's early days. OK, good. But I'm looking for, like I said, it's a big... It's a big sporting weekend. Well, you say big sporting weekend. You won't be playing or doing any of it. You're going to be watching it, right? Well, we've got the Grand National tomorrow. Uh-huh. The boat race on Sunday. FA Cup semi-finals over the weekend. And WrestleMania in America. I don't know how you're going to keep up. I hope you've been in training. Well, I've been building up. We were watching the race in our entry yesterday and today. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I posted a live streaming YouTube video with, with my predictions. 
Excellent. For the national. And how do people find your YouTube video? Well, I went quite. I had a couple of views. Let's have a look. Beyond uh, Alan Caddick live streaming. All right, hang on. I mean, is there anything on there first before we go? There is anything on there you don't want us to see? No. Okay. There's, there's no nudity or anything. Okay. Alan Caddick. Live. I've got John Wells meets Alan Caddick. That's not the one. No. It'd be Aintree Day Free Selections. Oh, blimey. Taking me seriously. Aintree Day 2, Aintree Day 3 Selections. Okay. That's the one. Okay, let's have a look. There's no swears in this, is there? No, there's no swearing. All right, here we go. Hi, everyone. There it's is. me, Alan Caddick here, with your Day 3 Selections for Aintree. But first, we're going to look at Day 2 and see what happened there. The major news of the day is Barry Guernsey has been rushed hospital with a Hang on a minute, I've just seen there's twenty nine minutes of this. Yeah. Okay. Where's the best bit? Can I can I fast forward? Well, it'd be about fifteen minutes in when I went through the field for the Grand National. All right, here we go. This is the this is the, the meat and two veg of of the matter. Here we go, here we go. Let's put it to fourteen fifty two, see we don't want to miss any. Oh no there we go. Put it there. Bye. Springtime Lake, Richard Johnson. Oh, well, you're already going? You're already going? Well, we're, no, no, the, I mean, we... Not, in, in, my tip, you know what I mean, Harry. Is that no, it? That's the race before the National. Oh, God, right. So where do I need to go? Try 17 minutes. All right. Here we go. And I'm going to go through them all in race car here order. Here we go, here we go. Number one... I'll just load up some appropriate music. You can't get a wire appropriate music. Oh, no, no, no. I just got two races to do, Mum, and then I'm sorted. Is that your mum telling you off? Sorry about that. Asking me for a tip. Asking me for a tip. I'm going to give him a tip, Mum. Just let me go through the field. (laughs) Here we go. Just load up the music. You can't. Bear with me, God's got right music. Now, here's the words and words for the 2019 Wild Hill Grand National. Here we go. This is slick, by the way, Alan. This is slick. Number one is Annabelle Fly. Barry Gerty takes a month for Tony Martin. He's 14 to 1. Two is Valtor. Dal Jacob for Nicky Henderson. Dal Jacob won on Neptune Kalanji in 2012. He's 80 to 1. Three is last year's winner. Tiger Wall, Davey Russell for Gordon Elliott, he's 4 to 1. 4 is Outlander, James Bowen for Richard Spencer, he's on 100 to 1 outsider. 5 is Don Pauly, Patrick Mullins for Philip Kirby, he's 100 to 1. 6 is Go Conquer, Sam Tristan Davis for his dad Nigel, again Nigel won with Earth Summit in 1998, and Bindui in 2002, he's 50 to 1. Seven in Malaby, Jamie Todd won this with Gordon Elliott. Gordon Elliott won Silver Birds in 2007 and Tiger World last year. He's 66 to 1. Richie McKernan won number eight, Manila Rocco. One of three in the field for JP McManus. John Jarnell won the national in 2010 with Don't Put It. He's 40 to 1. Nine is Bait You, lad. Can we book for Nick Alexander? 14 to 1. Ten is Pleasant Company. Paul Townend for Willie Mullins. 
Well, he might have won his way with his hedge on team 2005. Just a minute. Um, how many more of these are there? There's 40 winners. How many? 40, the maximum number of winners. Flipping out. We're not doing all 40, Alan. I've only got three hours. Let's do a few more. He's 16 to 1. 11 is Bally Optic. Tom Bellamy gets them out for Nigel Tristan Davis. He's 40 to 1. We'll come back. Right, that'll do. So, what's your top tip, Alan Caddick? Well, my tip is number 15, What the Casbah, champion jockey Richard Johnson for Philip Hobbs. He's 16 to 1. Right, OK. All right. And I've got £1.50 on my nose on it. Have you? And my dad said I'll probably win about 25 quid if he comes in first. Well, that'd be sweet, wouldn't it? What would you spend it on? Uh, probably invest it in the derby at Epsom. <laughs> <laughs> on other horses. Alan, something I've wondered, and you're someone who is a keen observer of these things and you remember stuff. Yeah. Do the running styles of the horses change? You know, like human beings? What's running going? St- well, I don't know what that means. But do it they- depends on the condition of the track on the day. I mean, you can have horses that run on very soft going, or you can have horses that run, like, if it's good to soft or good or heavy going. Yeah. It all depends on the day, what the condition of the ground is. I meant more like running styles. You know, like Paula Radcliffe started doing that. She, When she runs, she waggles her head about. And then, are, are some horses more uppy-downy than across, is what I'm asking? Well, in 2004, when Clanwell led over the last fence and he was running towards the elbow, he was veering off a straight line. And that, I think that what cost him away, and that what made Amberley House win for Ginger McCain and Clanwell to be second. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Alan Caddick. Who needs John McCruitt, quite frankly? Alan Caddick knows it all and um, and will answer my ridiculous questions. Hello, G. I never spent much time at school, but I taught ladies plenty. I spared the boss's instructions. We love you, Kath. Oh, blimey. Thanks very much. Is that all he asked you to do? Well, he played with his nipples, but... I know, I saw that. I saw Who that. Who am I to worry? I mean, that's burnt onto my eyelids forever. Are you all right, G? I'm absolutely fantastic. How are you, sweetie? I'm all right. I'm all right. Is that all you came on to do? Yeah, just tell you that we love you. Blimey, G. Get a big head carrying on like this. Hello, Jerry. Hello. Hey, thanks for ringing a bit early. Could you keep ringing at the end of the show? Hello, I'm all right today. You feeling all right? For the moment. How are you, He's in person just today. Sorry, Gertie, he's not, not riding, he's broke his legs, so he's not riding the wheels, he, he said he was on. And it's, it's, it's the also of unusual red carriages, kind of red spoons. So, uh, so that's, that's the only thing he's doing style. Right, hang on a minute, Jerry, because I'm having a bit of trouble understanding you. That's right, Do you think... It's the egg carriage, the egg carriage of the horses, that's, that's what it is. Oh. It's the egg carriage, this. Can I have the heads down, so the heads up? I just I got a tip. Jamie Card. Jamie Card. Whatever else he's on, go for that one. Each week. Oh, Easy I'm, comes in. I'm, I'm getting a tip. There's Jockey. There's Jockey. Jockey. Oh, there. I'm okay. No, I'm still there. There's no, Jockey that ride in. She's quite well. Okay. And the door is There's another amateur jockey. Another amateur jockey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's he. Oh, Jamie Card. Jamie Card. Jamie Card. Oh, Jamie Cod. 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 O
You can always say at the end. And do pub. Another one. I'll tell you what. I'll get, I'll get back to you. All right, cool. I'm sure I'm going to do what I can do. Give me a shout a bit later on, Jerry. I will. All right. Be sure to be sure to show All right, all right. I'll give you my tips. I've got five boxes. Okay. I think you're saying tips rather than tits, but we'll, we'll find out later on. All right, cool. <laughs> See you later, Jerry. Bye. And that's how the show goes. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you want to join in, you can see it's a free for all, free for all, including you. The late night alternative with Catherine Boyle. Speech radio with a difference. Talk radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. In the meantime, there's some uh, devil news just in. According to the Book of Revelation, detailing the world's final days and Jesus Christ's second coming, the Antichrist or the devil or the beast is destined to oppose him during the apocalypse. The number of the beast sixty six six six, also mentioned in the Bible, might have given historians a clue about Satan's actual identity. Ladies and gentlemen, I am about to unmask him. Professor of Ancient Mediterranean Religions from Cornell University, Kim Haynes Eitzen, who specialises in early Christianity and early Judaism, suggested that the number of the beast mentioned in the Book of Revelation might refer to this certain person, namely Roman Emperor Nero. She shared her theory with Morgan Freeman in his Netflix series, The Story of God. As far as I can make out, Morgan Freeman's only claim to that job is that he's played God. Has he played it twice? Once? Bruce Almighty was one, wasn't he? He was God in that? Or am I getting that wrong? Um, According to the scholar, although the final part of the New Testament detailing the days of the apocalypse is considered a religious and prophetic book with loads of symbolism, it's also very much a political book. Uh, it's making a political claim about the cause of evil, who is responsible for evil, and there is a strong argument to be made for 666 referring to Nero, the emperor of Rome, from 54 to 68 AD, she said, noting if one applies numerical values to the name Kaiser Neron and you add them up, you come to 666. So that's that sorted, everyone. Stop worrying about it. He's been and gone. Hello, Phil. (laughs) Hello. How are you? Well, I'm fine. I'm just, I'm just a bit crazy about that. What you just said. <laughs> yeah, the devil. We've got nothing to worry about. It's been and gone, and we're all all right. So let's crack on. Right. Do you remember that one? <laughs> I do remember that. That's my favourite advert at the moment, apart from the Senecott one. And I, and I could, um, I, I envisioned you um, banging your feet on the table. Yeah. Certainly, certainly not. I would never do that. Have you got f- photographic evidence of such behaviour? No, but but it, it's it was a good it was a good it was good fun. It's an excellent one. Do you um, know what we're talking about? We're talking about that advert that goes Scooby Dooby Dap Dooby Dooby Dap Dap. I love it. I love it. I can't play it enough for me that advert. Why why I'm buzzing you is you're not bothering me at all. I'm, I'm why I'm ringing you. Okay. Is, can, can you remember um, the little? It was about two or three weeks ago mm-hmm. where um, you did the mindfulness. Oh um, yes. Oh. Is there any chance of you putting them kids back on tonight? <laughs> I, don't... I tell you what, honestly, honestly, I don't know why. You, you didn't 
you did get loads of loads of people asking you why you know why you you didn't get you know them to be played again because they was absolutely fantastic. Well, she needs to make another one, and I've been trying to. Um get her to do it but she needs to be in the right zen frame of mind and being seven it's quite difficult to catch her in the right mo- moment but we've already planned was the it, next was one was it just two Kath? yes Catherine, sorry. yeah, yeah. Well, oh, so, I've, 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 so you've heard them both you and he I, yeah did they yeah, look and then i want to hear them both again oh well i don't think i've got them on my computer otherwise i would play one later on of course you have of course you have let me let me have a look in the course of the show and see what we can find. But I don't. I think I might have put it on my other thing. They're absolutely amazing. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed Hello. it. Do you, do you find it hard to relax normally, Phil? Um, no, no, no. Um, it's it was just it was just it's quality, isn't it? It was absolutely quality. It was. Um, if 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 the if there was an award going for a show, that bit that you know you and Ian did was absolute class, absolute class. And I couldn't understand why a lot of people didn't ring up and say. I remember the the the, the old lady ringing up and saying, "What a beautiful voice she had." Oh yeah, Marilyn Besser. Yeah, 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 but there was more to it than that, wasn't there? It was just quality. It was such. It just creased me. Absolutely creased me. Good. Well, thank you. I'll pass that on. Although she's, she, she, it's totally gone to her head. She's starting thinking about um, when she grows up. She wants to be a YouTuber. I'm hoping that something else is on the uh, cards by then. But you know what the kids are like. She, but she, uh, she well, enjoys I, doing uh, them. Yeah. Um, you remember what she said? She said. Um, but have a moment. Can you remember that bit? She said what? She said, let's just take a moment and relax. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Can you remember? She's such it a... was beautiful. Such... It was absolutely amazing oh. and so funny. All right, well, I'm glad, so you... funny. I'm glad you enjoyed it. She's a little weirdo. It's quite... it's please, nice. please. Bang them on. Bang them on tonight, please. I'll see, I'll see if I can find them. I honestly don't know whether I've got them with me, but I'll have a look. All right, please, Phil. Please. <laughs> Have a good night. All right, you too. You're a wonderful mother, and I, I love you. Right, I love you. Oh, I love you all to bits. Thank you very much. Uh, bye, Phil. We're trying to get through to Ruby at the moment, and we're not having very much luck. Ruby, if you rang us, we're not trying to avoid you. We're trying to call you, but I think you may have one of those phones that um, doesn't take anonymous phone calls. It's only us. If you want to give us a buzz, 0344 499 is the number. Likewise, if you're not Ruby and you just fancy a chat, you come to the right place. Uh, you can also send me a message on the old text, uh, 87222. Just make sure you put talk before your message, and that will cost you 25p plus your standard network rate. Or you can tweet at Talk Radio or at Flipping Cath. Um, but the best way, really, from from my point of view, selfishly, I want to speak to you. 0344 499 1000. That's 0344 499 1000. There's loads of stories to talk about, but and there's no point doing phone-ins with you because it's the sort of thing where you, you know what you want to talk about, so hit me with it. Um, Brian, thanks for your tweet, says, uh, Caddick is doing my nut-in. Does he not realise the death and destruction that is the Grand National? It's no better than a blood sport. It's a bit better than a blood sport, isn't it? It's not the whole point is not the destruction of animals, but I get what you mean. Give us a ring, though, flipping heck. 0344 499 1000. And another one here from Shousel 
on uh, Twitter. Hi, Catherine. Why are men still being held under the IPP regime when it was abolished in December tw- 2012? Also, when released, a 99-year licence imposed and they can be recalled at any time. Done their time, never free. I haven't got a clue what you're on about. With the best will in the world, I'd love to have a chat with you about it, but I, I don't know where to begin. 0344-499-1000. Give me a shout. Here we go. There's some some very sexy stories going on at the moment, and I thought I would hit you with one that's both sexy and socially responsible. How do you feel about that? New consent condoms, which require two people to open packaging on sale. New packaging for condoms, which can only be opened by two people at once... Now, from what I remember, some of those condoms back in the day would need two very strong people to open them back in the day um, because it can be rather tricky. But I've been married for a long time, so, of course, this is no longer my department. New packaging for condoms, which can only be opened by two people at once, has been created to help promote consent. The consent condoms can only be used when four hands simultaneously, well, it needn't be two people, then it could be more, press special pressure points on the side of the packet. Really? Tulipan, which has created the bizarre design, will first give them out for free at bars and nightclubs in Argentina and then hope to market them in shops. And the result, so far, the response has been hugely positive. Tulipan has always spoken of safe pleasure, but for this campaign we understood we had to talk about the most important thing in every sexual relationship. Pleasure is possible only if you both give your consent first, Joaquin Campins, a campaigner, said. Health professionals have also welcomed the packet. Surely if you've got to condom time, you've had the conversation, right? Walter Gaydin, a psychiatrist and sexologist in Argentina, said the agreement in sexual relations should be a guideline that begins before, during and after any relationship. It implies respect, mutual pleasure and confidentiality. The use of contraceptive methods is one of the issues that should be agreed upon. And the use of the prophylactic appears as a necessary question in both fleeting and stable relationships. The independent Medicos del Mundo organisation has recently stressed the value of condoms in the fight against HIV and AIDS. Uh, Their plea came after a survey found only 14.5% of Argentinian men said they regularly use condoms during sex. Some 65% said they occasionally use condoms, while an alarming 20.5% said they'd never used a condom ever. AHF Argentina, an organisation which campaigns for the rights of people who are HIV positive, condemned the results at the time. I expect they did. I mean, I mean, this is obviously kind of a gimmick, but it seems like that's a conversation that needs to be had, particularly in that country. It needs four hands, though. I mean, that's four hands you might not have at the time. Hello, Steve. Hello, Catherine. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. I can hear you beautifully. What you got for me? Right. Brilliant. First time caller. So I thought I've got to come on and say hi. You've done a great job this week, so thank, thank you very much for well, that. Thank you, Steve. And uh, I'm, I'm one of the blind listeners. All and, right. Uh, so radio is a big thing for me, and you've got a good, good radio voice. Thank you very much. I can't actually bear to listen back to it, but that's a funny no, thing about your own voice, no, isn't you're it? You're good. You're good. You're so relaxed. You're, you're, you're good. So I've got, you know... I. I I've got to try and be regular so you'll get to know me. I'm Steve from Nottingham. All right. Whereabouts in Nottingham and, uh, are you, Steve? Because I used to live in Nottingham. Oh, well, I'm in the Meadows. All right. Know, this, the, the railway station. Okay, yeah. You're more into yes. town. I used to live in Lenton. Oh, yeah, we know that. You're not far away. Yeah. So, yeah, we, like like the caller before, Phil, uh, yeah, I enjoyed your daughter, you know, doing the relaxation. She was cool at that. She was good. <laughs> 
But I like you two as a team. You and Ian. You, you, uh, I, I can't wait. You know when the weekend goes? I mean, I love the weekends, but I can't wait for Monday night. Yeah. So I go, right, let's see. And uh, But I've got to say thank you. And I've got to... I'll have to get you... I'll, I'll phone another time to get your email or something so I can do that. Because, you know, my computer talks. Okay. So I can... Um, yeah. So I can, you know, do emails and stuff. All right. I've not got to the Twitter yet. We'll apply that another time. Oh, I mean, if you can avoid it, don't bother, Steve. It's a nest of vipers. So what are you doing then for the weekend? You know, like, are you, are you going to relax after? Because you work hard this week. Oh, thanks very much. It doesn't feel... It's not proper work, let's be honest, Steve. I've done proper jobs yeah, in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... And ha- just, I've got to ask, because this is to prove I follow you so much. Uh, how did your daughter go off? today oh was she it today yeah it was today i thought they were going in the morning so i was kind of um i had one pajama leg well to be honest oh. i don't take my pajamas off <laughs> i put my clothes on over the top so i was about to do that and uh, i was told she wasn't going till three so i didn't have to do it so oh, she but she went and she was fine you know i was expecting at least a couple of tears but she doesn't care about me at all it would appear Just... oh no poor mom. Poor <laughs> mom. she will do it's the first night to wait she will. Yeah, no, I think she's going to be all right. She was with her mates. I, they had a big bag of sweets. They're fine. At the age of seven, and yeah, we all have that little cry when I think, "Boy, dad, or my oh. mum." You know how you do. <laughs> you was what you but, were sent away from. I give it a day or two, then I settle down at school. Yeah. you know. Go back again. Yeah. I was talking over you. And that's very rude of me. So you oh. you went to away to school at the age of seven. Yeah, I was away boarding school from the age of seven. It's like to the blind, you see. Right. Because you know, like like them days. Well, nineteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, you know, nowadays they've got everything talking now, phones, tablets, and you know, everything. So, you, you know, you can cater for probably, you know, um, a side school now. Yeah. But but in the uh, 67 onward, well, around about that time, no, there were no computers. I wish there were. <laughs> I bet. So, I mean, you're seven, you're seven years old, which is, you know, they're, they're babies. My seven-year-old is a baby, really, even though she thinks she's 25. But also, you can't see. That must have been a really, must be really frightening. Yeah. Oh. It's a very emotional. One day I hope to do a book on this, and it's very emotional, very emotional. I mean, you come home, you love your parents. I've got, I had, three, you know, three brothers, three sisters, so it's a funny, you know, very emotional ride. I bet. Like, like you come home, you know, you love your family. Then after what, so many weeks, you've got to go back to school for say twelve weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And then after twelve weeks, you come back home, and you have a lump in your throat because all your your threat, uh, friends are left mm. behind. Yeah. But I'm fifty nine now. I've got my. I'm okay. I'm fine. Uh-huh. You know. And and how yeah. and how are you living now? You're living independently and everything. Just repeat that. Sorry again. So, uh, so tell me a little bit about how you how you live. You're living independently. You get about and everything. Yeah, well, I've had four dogs, four guy dogs over the past, but I'm back. I'm now with the cane. I, I seem to go local shops with the cane. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm fine. I've got mum and dad by me. I've got a good family. Um, but I wish I had the iPhone years ago. Yeah, I've got the iPhone what talks for me. Yeah. And that is brilliant. So I like all my uh, gadgets, you know, talking things. And um, I've just got for Christmas my Alexa, which I listen to you on every night. Oh, do you know? Yes, Isn't yes. that crazy? I mean, that technology oh, yeah. is the sort of stuff really we could only have dreamt of when we were kids. 
something. Oh, no, it's what I mean. All I had at the age of seven, my best friend, uh, well, there were two. Just while I've got you. Don't let me uh, hog the channel. Oh, you're not at all. I'm interested. Well, was Action Man, right? Hmm. I always had Action Man. But I think the best thing ever from the age of seven was the radio. It was like a leather box radio with the dial. And that, that, so I've all, I'm not a TV fan at all. I can't be doing with TV. Can't, I just can't do it, you know. So I'm a big, big radio fan. But uh, once 10 o'clock comes, I don't do anything till, say, 1. Oh, bless <laughs> you. Well, I appreciate it, Steve. It's really nice to know you're out there. Yeah, but you're great. Thanks. I wish I could have a pint with you. No, you sound such a good. Just one. <laughs> just one. We'd sink a few, Steve. Yeah, if you've got to nothing, you have to let us know. So, <laughs> thanks for chatting to me. No, I'm going to show off now. I'm going to I'm going to text all my friends now. So I've actually called the station. You've done really well. Thanks very much, Steve. Don't let you be the last one, will you? No, I promise. I promise. I'm going to be a friend of the show, right? Br- Steve for Nottingham. Brilliant. I'll speak to you again. Thanks, thanks Steve. For, you know, keeping me nice and calm. <laughs> Thank you. You're a pro. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You can give me a ring about anything as you've just heard there. We can talk about you. We can talk about stuff. You can tell me about things that you're passionate about in the papers. Basically, anything other than all the boring stuff that everyone else is talking about. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You can send me a tweet. Uh, it's at Flipping Cath or at Talk Radio. I'll see both of those. Or you can text Talk and your message to eight seven two two two. That'll cost you twenty five p plus your standard network rate. But you know what? If you ring me up, we ring you straight back, and it'll cost you next to nothing. That number again: oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Experience the unconventional, the unpredictable, and the completely unorthodox. The late night alternative with Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. Big hello to Michael Scott, who sent me a lovely tweet saying, I want to carry on listening, but can you have someone on who can string a sentence together? I don't know, Michael. Can you use a phone? 03444991000. Hey, Mark. Hiya, how you doing? All right? I'm not too bad at all. How are you keeping? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. Pretty good. Yeah, good. What what you got for me tonight? I've got a little bit of a shameless plug, um, but I I know that you guys like the Beatles, and it's for a really good cause. Go on. But on Sunday... Uh, in Hastings at the White Rock Theatre, uh, we've got Beatles Day 20 happening in Hastings. Mm-hmm. Um, hundreds of acts. Uh, I can't remember, I think it's a family ticket, so it's the best part of a tenner or something like that, 13 quid. Um, all in aid of Macmillan Cancer. Uh, people playing Beatles songs all day long. Four stages, uh, including myself on a couple of the acoustic stages early afternoon. But uh, a guaranteed time is, a uh, splendid time is guaranteed for all. So I thought I'd just phone up and share this. I know you guys are in Brighton the night before, so if you're passing uh, on your way home uh, from Brighton the night before, then pop by. <laughs> what, t- what time does it kick off again? Midday. All right, well, we'll be, we'll be back. Back at home by then, but it sounds great. Uh, it sounds great, it, yeah, and it's yeah. all in Ada McMillan, which is a, a charity close to my heart. So I wish you all the very best oh, with good. it, Mark. Thanks very much. The, the chap is organising it. It's his twentieth one, his last one as well. So it's going to be a, a special one. They're going to to commemorate the, the concert on the roof. There's a band doing the whole set from that later <laughs> in the evening, probably about like ten, ten thirty, something like that. Brilliant. And they're not uh, doing it on a roof, I take it. No, unfortunately not. I don't think the council would let them. I know. Different days, huh? Yeah, absolutely. That would be fantastic. Actually, back for April Fool's, they said they were going to do a zip wire from the White Rock to the pier, but, um, yeah, I fell for that one. <laughs> Sounds like a good one. Thanks for letting us know, Mark. No worries. Take All care. right. Um, good show. Thank- I'll catch you in a bit. Cheers. Thanks very much. Bye. Oh, oh, he's gone. 
Hello, Susan. Hi, darling. How are you? I'm all right. Long time no speak. Well, I'm very glad I said to the producer, Catherine might not allow me to speak to her because Ian banned me. But she said, oh, it's I'll, I'll check. So she checked with you first. Thank you for taking my call. No problem. I've been intrigued as to how you've been getting on, to be honest. Well, I was, I'll get to that, but I want to tell you something. You have done, like the gentleman said and many before him, you've done a fantastic job this week. Well, thanks. It's, I've listened to you, and you have a beautiful voice. I wish I sounded like you. You have a beautiful speaking voice. Um, you're absolutely lovely. And I, I, I don't think you'll ever be short of an admirer. <laughs> oh, Susan, you sauce pot. <laughs> you know, you really have got a love. I'm very jealous, actually. I'd love to sound like you. Well, you've got, but, a, very, you know. you've got a very special voice yourself, Susan. I don't know about that, but anyway. But you'll never get away um, with a fake phone call because flipping it, your voice is very well, exactly, distinctive. Exactly, exactly. This is a bloody problem, isn't it? <laughs> um, but also, I think I've been listening to you, and you've been holding your own, you know, without Ian, and you've dealt with all the calls beautifully, and everybody loves to talk to you. I mean, you've never been quiet, have you? No, oh, you can't. No. Shut, you can't shut me up. Susan, well, t- no, but people have been calling you they and they have. love to talk to you. They have. They, they like have. to talk to you. Oh, well, that's very kind right, of you that- to say. Go on, Susan, right, stop that- buttering me up now because I can't take any more. No, I'll explode. no, okay. That's right. That gentleman, remember? Oh, yeah. Omar Sharif. Yes. What's been very, going on? Very beautiful. Well, um, I've discovered some very, very disturbing facts about his background and his previous life obviously i have to be careful you know what what we say on air because it's not professional it's not fair to him or whatever but um police were involved Mm. um he has an issue with ladies well we knew that Um, yeah but this is serious he's been to prison oh dear well, do you know what? First of all, these mm. these phone calls were all very jolly and everything, and it was kind of exciting to I be know, talking to someone I who know, was in the midst of such a torrid affair. But it, I know, it but got underneath. pretty dark, didn't it? Yeah, very dark. There was always that dark element underneath. Yeah, I used to laugh and I used to jolly it along, but it wasn't. I knew, I suspected that um, all wasn't well, and I knew a few things. Yeah. But my goodness me. Um, I've discovered some very, very dark. Put it this way, um, his ex-girlfriend, one of his ex-girlfriends, you know, because he's a bit of a womaniser. Just a bit. Weren't there ten women on the go at one time at one point? Well, yes, yes. It's normal for him. Um, She will call the police and have him arrested if he goes um, near her door. Wow, Okay. so that's alarm bells, isn't it? Yeah. But we knew that because you started to feel quite um, threatened. I did, I did, I I did, and lots of things happened. And um, but have you ever? You you might think I'm completely mad, but have you ever uh, believed in fortune telling or the tarot readings? I've never had a reading that's convinced me, Susan. Mm. Let's leave it at that. My tendency is to think it's it's BS, but. But yeah, that's fine. I am the my life is yeah. young, and maybe something will happen in the future that will change yeah. my mind. No, no, that's that's fine. Everybody has is is entitled to their personal opinion on everything, you know. But um, I went to have a tarot reading, 
um, by this lady, and you're not going to believe this, but I said a few things, and she said, hang on, I'm... Is his name so-and-so? I said, yes. You're not going to believe this, because I couldn't believe it. She said, does he live... I said, yes. She said, um... I think my friend has been going out with him. No! Honestly, I swear to God, may God strike me dead. Have you heard may the God Cher song, Dark dead. Lady? Have you ever heard that song? No, but I've heard Gypsy Tramps and Thieves. I love that. Right. What's Dark Lady? Dark Lady. Right, I'm going to play it at the top of the next hour. Okay. You're I'll basically listen. talking about the same story. Really? Really? K- kind of. And, kind and of. And you're not going to believe this, but I... So, okay, so she's lovely, this lady of... Are you there? Yeah, that was, sorry, that was me just having a great idea. Sorry, darling, sorry. And you're not going to believe this. I nearly fell off the chair. I couldn't believe it myself, Kath. I swear to you. I swear to God. And I... We, we spoke briefly. She said, I'm going to call her. And I said, give her my number. She said, I will. I said, don't give me her number. I don't want any to give her any trouble, you know, or feel threatened or anything. So about a month later... Joe called me and she said, um, we'll meet up if you like for a coffee. And I met this lady, Louise, and we were talking about stuff. And I said, why did he stop going? Because he's, he's very, he's quite perceptive, actually, this bloke. I'm quite perceptive. You're probably perceptive, aren't you? You get feelings about things. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And um, I said, he was attending a healing class. I don't know if you know about healing, laying on of hands and healing. Oh, he likes laying on hands, we know this. Well, no, you know, the, the, it's, it's healing anyway. And it's approved by the government, actually. Proper healing. Is it? You know. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. The government endorses it. Yep, I promise. Um, but that's a whole new... I don't want to talk bore you with that because it's quite involved, but... Um, Anyway, so this is where he picked up the the tarot cards friend. Yes. And I I said to Louise, he was going to healing class. He wouldn't tell me where it was, but suddenly his car was on the car park. It used to be held on every Friday morning. And suddenly I noticed a few weeks his car was parked up there. He wasn't attending there. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I said to him, what happened with your healing? He said, oh, they went abroad. And I thought, yeah, oh, yeah, right. And I said to Louise, um, you know, she said, it was me and Charles. We're not, we didn't go abroad. He was coming on to other women in the class. Uh, That's why he left. Right, he got busted. Isn't, isn't, it, isn't it disgusting, Kath? <sighs> he, he, he really is a disgusting human being. Look, a bit of harmless flirting, we all do. But this is this is this is disgusting, don't you think? Well, it does sound. I mean, look, he's, you know. if he's a single bloke and he's doing his thing, that's one thing. But the behaviour you've told me about, he's quite predatory. He's extremely predatory. Um, and then he took me out for a drive, um, and I was getting the alarm bells ringing because he was being really sweet. You know, extra nice and sweet. And I thought, there's something not right here. When, when did this happen, Susan? Because I thought you were trying to avoid him. I was, darling. I was. You fell in the trap again? I, yes. Oh, no. Only that once. Right. And he said, look, I'll take you for a drive. And I thought, hang on. Because part of me, 
part of me is disgusted with him, but part of me is intrigued by his badness. Does that make sense to you? Well, you told me he's very sexually magnetic. Yeah, but also I'm 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 very interested in psychology, and it just makes me wonder what happened to him mm. to make him so bad. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But you know Does he's never going. Yeah, but he's never going to tell you that because no, there's always an ulterior he motive. Won't. He won't. So this happened, right? And um, he said, "How did you know?" And suddenly he said, "He drove up near like um, a deserted area, sort of thing." I wasn't really scared, but I thought there's something not right here. And he just turned and looked at me and said, "How did you meet Louise?" Oh. And I said, "I don't know what you're talking about." And he said, you know, well, I can't tell lies, Kath. I'm not good at it. He can. And I said, look, I met her through Joe, the tarot reader. He said, what did she say to you? Oh, in that creepy voice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I said, look, and I thought, I'm not really, I wasn't really ultra scared, but I was a bit scared, you Mm. know. And he said, if you don't tell, it was was evening time, pitch black. And he said, if you don't tell me, I'll make you walk home. And it was a really long way from home to walk. But I thought, you know, if the worst comes to the worst... Susan, I think you probably would have been safer outside the car. Well, I would have got out. I would have walked home anyway. I've walked myself home since I was 16. I've never driven, remember? Mm. It didn't really bother me. But I thought, what a bloody bee. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so anyway, um, I said, look, I said... So I thought, I've got to get myself out of this. I said, all she said was that she didn't think your children liked you very much, okay? Oh, blimey. And they don't. His son calls him a nuns. Oh, my God. Right, OK. Serious. Right. Serious. We're coming up to... I'm going to have to cut you off in a yeah, second. Sorry, yeah, but, but Susan... Thanks for taking my call. It's lovely to talk to you. But it's all sorted out now. I just avoid him. I've been to the police. He's a nightmare. He's a nightmare. Just... I've been to the police. It's all fine. It's all fine. Good. It's all fine. Seriously. That's that sorted, thanks for then. taking my call. It's lovely to talk to you. Thanks, Susan. Take care. You're doing a great job. Thanks very much. Don't get in cars with weirdos like that, especially ones that talk, like, talk to you like this. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I mean, you can call me about anything. I don't know how many times I've got to tell you that. The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle. You never know just where the conversation will take you on Talk Radio.
Sorry, I'm slightly delayed. I've just um, been lured into the latest chat. It's fate, and there's a brilliant story on the cover. Followed home by a devil, it had a job for me. I was happy to help, of which more later. Hello, Sharon. Hello, Sharon. Hello, Sharon. Sharon's not there. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you want to give me a ring. Sharon, I think, was on so long, she's either fallen asleep or been spirited away in some manner. Uh, if you want to send me a text message, you can do so. 87222, put talk at the beginning of your message, and then uh, and then, and then, then your message, obviously. You know how to do a text message, I don't need to explain that to you. Um, or you can tweet me at Talk Radio, at Flipping Cath. But here's the deal. This is the sort of show where you can talk about whatever you want, if you give me a ring, we will give you a call straight back so you barely pay for it all. 0344-499-1000. Ah, while I'm doing the, um, setting the stall out, I've got this to read to you. So let's do that, shall we? Just under two weeks to go before our sister station TalkSport puts the legend that is John Motson live onto the stage at London's Greenwood Theatre. That's Monday, April the 15th. And you can be there to hear Motty talking to TalkSport's Paul Hawksby about his amazing career in sports broadcasting over the last 50 years, including jousting with Brian Clough, Sir Alex Ferguson and many more. I don't think they mean actual jousting. I think they mean like verbal, although I would like to hear that story. Don't miss it. Grab some of the last few tickets now from talksport.com forward slash live show for a great night out. Sharon's back. Hello, Sharon. Hi. Hello. Thanks for giving me a ring. I'm sorry we had you holding on so long, but uh, drama was happening. Um, So tell me what we can do for you. Oh, hello, Sharon. Can you hear me? Hello. Hello, Sharon. You're on. Yes, three. Break. We are breaking. Well, up. We are breaking up a bit, aren't we? Should we try? Tell you what, we'll try and call you back and get you on a better line, Sharon. Because I fear if this is the way it starts, it's only going to get worse. I, I, we'll give you a call straight back. It won't be a sec. Hello, Manny. What's going on, Manny? 
Hello, sweetheart. Oh, here he is. Coming how out of the you? shadows. I'm all right, thanks. Manny, how are you? I'm great. You do a fantastic job on your own, aren't you, without Rambo? Ah, thanks very much, but I, <laughs> I am missing him and I'm, I'll be glad when I he's know, back. It's, it's a I different know. thing when you're on your own and, um, mm, frankly, I, 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 I like messing about. <laughs> do you? Yes, I do like messing about and it's easier when there's two of us. Oh, no. Well, it will be, wouldn't it? <laughs> anyway, what's going on with you? Nothing. Everything's fantastic. I've just been listening to you all week. I thought, right, I'll give it a ring today. Oh, thanks, Manny. Mm. How are you? You should, come on a, you should come on a Saturday. Uh-huh. Nothing on a, on a Saturday. No TV, TV's crap anyway. There's no good radio stations. I think you should come on a Saturday. Well, the way that you know, on on your own. Well, funnily enough, that was on the cards at one point, but it's all gone very quiet. So who knows what's going on there? Because th- there's no good um, speech radios, apart from you and Ian. Well, thanks very much. It's very kind of you to say, but I'm sure there's, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's something you could listen to. No. No. All right. Fair enough. No. Hey, no. H- how's your job going? Good. 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 Today off. And how do you feel about having the day off? Oh, okay. I'm okay. It's, it's, it's good because we're having work done at the house as well, so I can be here to supervise. When I started, they did say, you know, it could be three days, it could be four days, it could be five days. Yeah. And sometimes it's four, sometimes it's five, sometimes it's three. And when it's three, it's good because it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So, I get the best of both, don't I? Yeah, it sounds good. And, you know, mm. you, were, you were getting fed up at home all the time, was, and yeah, now you yeah. get to enjoy some time off. Yeah, what, what a turnabout. Yeah, well. It was, it was. It was thanks to you as well. We can only open the doors for you, but you went through it. You helped a lot of people on the radio, like um, Nigel, um, Jerry... That other chap, I mean, I don't know. Well, you know, you, you've saved some, you saved a couple of lives as well. Well, I don't know. We we, we saved yeah, the right. lives that night, but who knows? That the, night, yeah. yeah. You know very well that it, the hard work mm. is on the person, isn't it? And it's whether they it, they get the help. Yeah, they need. but that's if it's like if you just slam the phone down, then you don't know what's going to happen to the person, do you? No, we're not going to do that. How could you? Mm-hmm. I did listen to, is it Steve from Nottingham? Yes. The other blind chap. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the iPhone is the best for them blind people because that's, that's what I use. I've got voiceover. And there's, another app, there's another app. If you want to have a look, it's called Seeing Guy A. Seeing it's a free app. A. Yeah, it's a free app. Download it. Yeah. And you can read the newspaper. You can read letters. What, just by using your phone to scan the pages? All you do is just say you open, you know, say you opened a letter. Mm-hmm. You put the phone about five, six inches, top, you know, above the paper. Yeah. And it will text read text or something like that and you'll read the whole page to you it's incredible mm, there's a lot of things it, and that's a free one yeah. and I bought not stupidly my daughter bought me one I think that was £40 but the free one's better oh is it isn't that often the way isn't that often the way yeah so I tend to know look if if, if, if there's free ones available I check the free ones out first so if the free ones are better mm-hmm 
And then I won't bother buying them. Buying them. I, think, no, I think the one I, she got me was 40 or 60 pounds, something like that. Yeah. But the free one, I mean, it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. It's it's great, and that's that's a really that's mm-hmm. a, that's a real makes a real difference, doesn't it? You can keep you can keep on, on top of the papers to, and everything. Yeah, yeah. If you go into um, the app store, yeah, and just type in um, seeing IA, yeah. seeing IA, it'll, it'll, it'll come up. Brilliant. It's, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. He should um, get that. He can read the paper, read his own letters, and you know. Do, do everything with them. you know if you get stuck nobody's there to read anything you know, read a letter for you or anything mm-hmm. it, it does everything for you really could you read a full book um, with it or is it a pain I don't know about a book um, but you can read like I mean I'll, I'll put it over the newspaper about five six pages right. and, and, and does it does it does the business you've got to get used to it like you know it'll take you a few you know to get the angling right and everything yeah it's Perfect. I'll just mention that. Look at you, Manny, being helpful. Oh, oh no. Makes a change. (laughs) I had that bloody thing again. um, What day is it? Today's Friday. Wednesday night. The bloody sleep thing. Oh, the night terrors. Oh, oh, God. So, go on, what happened? Oh, bloody hell. I was listening to you. Mm -hmm. That'll do it. Lying in bed, because my wife was on nights, and... I was lying in bed, and it was like something's just coming to your body. At first, it's like something's watching you and watching you, right? Well, obviously, I've only got a bit, bit of, you know, see a bit of movement. Mm. And it was like something just went inside of me from the side, grabbed me. Oh, God, Kath. I was absolutely crapping myself. You were awake, was, though? I was, I was awake. It was it was sort of grabbing me by the arms, by the bloody feet, and it was starting to suck on my bloody arm. What? Honest to God, and I was. Mommy, oh. you don't believe me. Well, look, I, um, believe, I believe that that's what it felt like. But what the hell was that? It's, it's, that's what it is. <clears throat> I don't know if I was awake first or if I woke up yeah. during it you know what I mean? yeah exactly the, the times I've so, had sort of night terrors where that m- mm-hmm. thing you describe of feeling like there's a presence there then all of a sudden they yeah. either sort of push down on because, your chest or whatever but you don't know at got, what point um, you're awake yeah we've, we've got blinds right and we've got a scooty light outside and my bed our bed is facing the wardrobe and, and the ensuite anyway it's like sometimes right if, if I'm awake I don't know if it's in my mind or whatever. It's like shadow people are walking across the, the blind. Right. And coming towards <laughs> Or there's somebody... Oh, I don't know. I've heard about oh, that, though, before with sight loss, that you can see shadows. Mm, you can see shadows, shadow people. It's like um, monks. Like, you know, monks with their cloaks on. I'm aware of their work, yeah. Flipping yeah, it, man. It's terrifying. Walking across like that. But that sleep, uh, what's it called? Sleep, the, there's a name for it, isn't Because yeah, I, I went to the doctor, I did find a doctor, I was going to go, and he said, I'll try and change your medication, but I'm only having that one medication, uh, right. oxycodone, for the pain. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't bother going, I said, well, this is only going to change your medication. But it's, it's only started happening it's about two years ago. It might be a side effect to your meds, you know. 
but it's scary because it's, it's like sort of something you know when they're, still, you know, they're squeezing your arms, your legs, but you you're actually sort of punching them and everything. But when and it's like the bed covers are gone. But when when you got out of it, you, nothing's moved. You're in that bloody position. Yeah, I know. You know, there's no covers moved. You're in that position. Yes. Yeah, I mean, if you go on YouTube, you want to see some of the videos what people have recorded of 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 you know like. The, what have it happening? Yeah. Oh God, Manny, I don't know whether I want the suggestion. You know what I'm like. It'll start happening to me as well. I mean, I'm not in down, believe me. He, 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 he said, remember that day when I was telling you, oh, I'd love it to happen to me. Well, oh, no, 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 no. When it happens, no. it's horrible, oh, love, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is, it is. How's the family? Uh, very well. I've got one that's gone gone abroad with school, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's bonkers. How did that happen? Two minutes ago, that child was a baby. I know. I know. My kids are bloody. You'll get one getting married. married. One's getting married. One's getting married next year. God. He's <laughs> so really, taking them to bloody Dragon Man and, you know, theme parks. And it's, it's not like it was yesterday. I know. Never mind. Hey, Never it's nice mind. to hear you. I know, you I know that you're care. being haunted at the moment, but it's nice to see hear you sounding so positive. <laughs> I, I was, I was going to phone you in the week, and I thought. Well, I'll wait till Friday. And I'll give it a bell. Perfect. She, she did. She's doing a good job. Thanks very much, Manny. No problem. Bye. 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 Take. Have a good weekend, man. You too. Oh, Manny's one of my favourites. Right. Let's see how Sharon's doing. Hello, Sharon. Hello, Kathy. Oh, that's Hello. so much better. So much better. <laughs> what can I do for you? Hi. Um, I'm ringing on behalf of my son Sam, who has encouraged me incessantly to ring you. Oh, good. He listens to you every night. Um, and you help him through what he's going through. Uh, basically, he was um, sentenced in March 2012 for a false allegation, something he didn't do. Right. And he was imposed with an IPP, which is an indeterminate imprisonment for public protection. Right. Um, in December of that year, it was abolished because it was deemed inhumane. Right. Uh, basically, they have no release date. They are detained under this. He's been there in eight years now. Um, he's three years over his original tariff. Right. Um, on release, they are then given a 99-year um, license, life license. Right. Uh, they can be recalled at any time. They say it's whenever it's a breach within their um, previous or their, you know, their initial. Um, uh, offence. Right, so like being let out on licence, if you do it again, you're back straight yeah. straight back in, do anything. Yeah. But we've heard, we did a march last year and we've heard of cases where people have been um, recalled for silly little things. Mm. Um, they were late for, you know, um, a hearing and all this sort of thing. Um, yeah, he's been there that time. He's asked us to call you. Um, in 2017, he'd done his time. Uh, he should have been released. They brought out a new course and he was supposed to do this. He'd complete his sentence plan, right. so they keep changing the goalposts. Um, it's unfair. Yeah. It's inhumane. Um, basically, they're keeping someone behind bars for something that they're scared they might do, mm-hmm. not for what they've actually done. Um, Is that, that's the point of chance. those. That's the point of those things. That, um, indeterminate sentences yeah. for public protection, right? Yeah. Yeah, so basically they're saying the system doesn't work because what they're doing is they're keeping them in there because they're too scared to let them go right. and give them a chance to prove themselves. Um, Do you and mind, and I'm, I'm gonna, let me ask you something and, and you don't have to answer mm. it, I'm, but I'm just trying to get a grip on this because it's, it's, yeah. it's complicated. 
what was it that they accused him of? Um, You'd have to go into a great amount of detail if yeah. it's going to identify people, but just give me historical, a vague idea. Yeah, historical offences that they say happened but didn't. Right. Um, we have plenty of evidence to prove that it didn't happen, but unfortunately, they were believed over him. Okay. Um, it was two girls from his past. Right. And um, so he was found guilty? Yeah, guilty by law. Right. Um, and he was given this IPP. He was supposed to serve four years and so many months. Um, in 2017, he'd served his time, five years, and he's still there now. And what happened at that time? Did they like interview him and decide that he was still a risk or something? But this is what's happened is um, he's had parole hearings. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the probation have also stitched him up because they've made mistakes. Um, they've put things in there that are not true and this has been held against him plus right. he's maintaining innocence and because he's maintaining innocence this does go against him right. because he's not saying he's sorry that he what he did um, because, and obviously because he's saying he didn't do it so he's not going to apologize for it exactly how do you apologize for something you didn't do how do you prove that you didn't do something that happened 10 years ago with no evidence do it literally th- is a case of believe one or the other right do you think that he would have been out if he'd have apologised for it, regardless of whether it was true or not? More than likely. Mm. It can still take three to five years to get out, mm. um, even if he was to turn around now and say, oh, look, OK, I'm holding my hand up, I did it, let me go. Um, it could still take him a while to be released. Um, we that, feel that strongly about it, that on his behalf, we've set up the Just Giving page um, to employ an IPP judicial review solicitor. Right to um, try and take this to judicial review, mm-hmm. especially the life licence as well, because that's that's also inhumane. You know, that's like saying that you're never going to be out of this, you're never going to be free of this. Mm. Um, and it's just not fair. And as a, fa- as a family, we've lost, you know, eight years of him. He's There's four um, grandchildren that I've had, you know, that he, he's never met. Right. Um, you know, because of where he's been all this time. He's not allowed to see... Um, them when he's released um, because of the conditions that they'll impose um, and the poor lad is just had enough, yeah. we've had enough yeah. he's done his time, he should be released um, When something happens like this to your son is there was there ever any moment where you thought that it could be true? No No, from the very beginning we've had the evidence, we've, had, we've got privy to all of the evidence um, we knew straight away that he didn't do it because one girl was describing the flat that he got when in 2004, mm. but they had an um, encounter in 2003, um, and she's saying she described the flat that he had 18 months later. Mm. So we know that she didn't. She's never been to this flat, so we know there was something wrong there. We know that there was tampering by the police officer in the case. Mm. Um, even in court, he was taken off the case because he tampered with evidence. We took that to the IPP, um, to the uh, PSD, but because we left it too long, um, they brushed it under the carpet and disapplied. And we went to the IPCC. They uh, looked at it. They upheld pretty much everything that we complained about. You know, the tampering of evidence, um, corrupt police practices, and unfortunately, there's no. They haven't got a lot of power and they didn't push it for that to be reviewed. Mm. And they allowed the police to brush it under the carpet. 
How's your um, How's your family dealt with it? I mean, you said you've lost you've lost eight years, and the children haven't seen him, and, yeah. and probably won't. Yeah. How, how do no. you deal with that? And 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 how are pe- how do other people treat you? Um, we held our head high because we know he didn't do it. Um, there's been times when I actually saw one of the girls who falsely accused him, and she was talking to her current boyfriend, and he kept looking over at me. And I stood up and I said, come over, talk to me. If you want to hear all about it, I will tell you all about it. Mm. Anyone who says he did it, come to my house. You can have a look at the boxes of evidence I've got in my living room. You can have a look for yourself and see the evidence, and we can show you that he didn't do it. But unfortunately, the the authorities, like the probation, um, the uh, parole, they have to look at it that he was found guilty, so they have to treat it that way. And they have to proceed that way, and they have to look at his case as it is to decide whether or not they release him. What happened before is is gone. We can't do anything about it. We tried to appeal, we tried to take it to the um, justice of court, you know, justice courts, but you know, we didn't have. They said we didn't have enough new evidence mm. to prove. You know, so realistically, how do you see this going, Sharon? Um. Well, uh, to be honest with you, I thought three to four years ago it was, you know, I thought it'd be gone. In fact, at the time of the trial, I thought we've got so much evidence. I mean, a great big A4 folder, um, you know, full scrap of evidence to prove that we were telling the truth. Um, Well, he was telling the truth, sorry. Um, And yet, look where he is now. I actually thought, you know, he'd be found not guilty. And I was in shock. We believed in the justice system. We believed that the truth would set him free, and it hasn't. And how's and it? it how's broke he, our heart. And tell me about how he's uh, coping. He's struggling now. He's had enough. Um, we've had enough. Obviously, he was shell shocked when it first happened. He was shell shocked when he was accused. Um, he told us everything. You know, we have quite a candid relationship. He, um, you know, he's he's had enough. He self harms. He's tried to end it his way, if you know what I mean. Mm. Um, uh, the only way that we kind of supported him there is, look, if you feel that you've had enough, don't do it here. Wait till you're released. If you want to do something like that, you go where you've got a beautiful scenery and you can overlook the river, the sea or something, you know, but don't do it here. I can't imagine um, having to have that, ch- that chat with my child. It's awful. It's awful. We're very straight with him. You know, we sort of said, keep going. You know, don't give up. And it's been hard. The last few months were hard. We thought we were going to lose him. Yeah. And more so now, because he's had enough. He's done his time. He should be released. And it's, you know, they're holding him back. There's many men in there like that. There's many men who've been falsely accused. How do you prove you did something, that, you know, something didn't happen? How do you prove that? There's no evidence. It's, it's historic. Mm. It is literally their word against yours. How do you keep going? Um, How do you keep going, Sharon? a good family support network um i have to keep going for him we have to keep going for him um we try and get to see him every other week because he's only allowed you know two visits a month or three visits altogether but obviously we work um we used up all of our money trying to employ solicitors to help him hence why we've done the crowdfunding to try and get other people who are also affected by it, as you saw by the the the, the page, mm. other people are passionately involved in this, and there's other we did like marches and things like that. Yeah, 
Um, we're trying to get it out there. We're trying to get the government to change this and put it, you know, put it right. Um, they've made a mistake. They admitted they've made a mistake, that it's inhumane, and yet these guys are still being held in now. Mm-hmm. You do, know, it, do you think Sam's listening now? Yes, I do. He said he would. He's been listening every night. He's why have you not rung her yet? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to say something to him? Um, yeah. He knows I love him. He knows we all love him. He knows we're all rooting for him. Hence why I'm doing this. It's uh, scared the hell out of me to talk to you on the, on the radio. You've done really well. But I, I do whatever it takes for him, for my boy. Sharon, thanks for giving us I a ring. It. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Right. Um, but if anyone else wants to, you know, t- put in money for us to help us to donate, please, please do, because we mean this. We are going to take this to the judicial review and we'll do whatever it takes to get our sons released. Not just my son, everyone's sons. All right, thanks, Sharon. Thanks, Cathy. Thanks for listening. Hey, no problem. I'm, I'm really pleased that you phoned up. It's been an education. Thank you. Take, Take care. care. 0344 499 1000. I mean, none of us know what happened, but what I heard there was a mum trying to do a bit for her son. 0344 499 1000 if you want to give me a ring. The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle. Speech Radio with a difference. Talk Radio. This show is always all over the place, but I, I really do um, want to say thank you to everyone who's phoned in so far tonight because, I mean, it's been... We talk about clunky gear changes, but, I mean, I've... Uh, I don't know where... We've been all over the shop, and I like it that way. So if you want to give me a shout, 0344 499 1000. We've got Maureen, we've got Ollie, we've got Nigel. Let's go, Maureen, because I think you've been waiting the longest. Hello, Maureen. Hello, Kath. How are you? I'm all right, thanks. Thanks for hanging on. That's that's fine. I like listening to you. I listen to you. I don't phone up you and Ian, but I phoned you up last year when um, you were doing a show by yourself and you had an American lady with you. Oh, yes. And somebody rang up to ask if he was allowed to sing. Yes. And he sang, and then you got people to ring in if we liked him singing. (laughs) And I rang in because I did. Bless you, Maureen. And you said I should ring in because I said he was good and I'm a celebrity. But (laughs) I listen to you, but I don't phone. But the reason I'm phoning... Go on. It's because, uh, well, it's three things, really. One, when you were talking to Nigel the other night, and he said he had a friend called Brian Gunn. Oh, yeah. And you looked it up and said, is he a Scottish footballer? Well, he was. He was a goalkeeper for Norwich City. Yeah. And I I don't know if he did play for Scotland. I know he's Scottish. And then last night you made me cry when you read that that lady that adopted the little baby. Oh, I know. Wasn't that beautiful? I know. It's really good. And do you know what? That's what I call a good news story. Yeah. So if you do any more, say, this is my good news story for tonight. All right, good shout, Maureen. No, it was good, and you're really good. And what I'm going to talk... I don't know if you like football. Do you like football? Not really, but go on. I, oh, I, I, I like know, hearing people talk about stuff they like. I used to play football. You did? Yeah. Brilliant. I started playing football when I was three, but I went blind when I was... Well, coming up to 25. Right. And um, But I follow football, and I'll be a football correspondent on another radio station. But I'm promoting women's football. Good. Because England women won the, um, well, won the bronze medal in the 2015 World Cup yeah. in Canada. And we never got that far before. And um, we're actually in the World Cup in June. Right. And we just well, we lost our match. We had we've got four friendlies. It's called on the road to France because that's where the World Cup's held this year. And um, we played Canada tonight, and we lost one nil.
But we have, we did beat them in the quarterfinals in 2015 in the World Cup, and it was played in Canada. So we have beat them before. So it's only a friendly, so it don't matter. And we've got another friendly on Tuesday. We're playing Spain. But women's football has, um, from next season, has going to have a sponsor. Oh, right. For the first time. And it's Barclays who used to sponsor the men's football. Yep. And they're sponsoring them for three years. So the prize money is going to get half a million pounds. But they've also gone into schools where boys get football put on the curricula, curriculum. Yep. Um, the girls are going to have it put on so they can play. Well, so they, more girls will play football. Here's the thing. My seven-year-old has decided she doesn't want to do dancing after school uh, next term. She wants to do football. Now, i tell you what. Let her do football I'm because... Gonna. The women get paid. I mean, a lot of English players now, there's... Um, Tony Duggan used to play for Liverpool. Then Man City got a team in 2014, so she joined Man City. Because she, were, she was being substitute all the time, she got fed up with it. She plays in Barcelona now. She? she plays for Barcelona. And Lucy Bronze played for Manchester City. She left there... Um, place for Leon, who's won the champion, Women's Champions League three years in a row, like Real Madrid, the men have. And because of that, she, um, Man City played them in the semi-final last year, and it was her that scored the goal against their old club and got them into the final. But the funny thing is, Chelsea women, we're called women now, we used to be called Chelsea ladies, they've changed it. Yeah. They heart they are in the Champions League in two weeks' time. They've got to the semi-final. We got knocked out in the semi-final last year against Wolfsburg. I thought, oh, God, we're playing them again. But we're not. We're playing Leon. But that's worse because they've won the Champions League three years in a row. And we've got to play them in two weeks' time in the semi-final. But Chelsea need to actually win it because we haven't qualified for next season because Arsenal and Manchester City have. It's, re- it's really good. I love women's football. It's on. T- oh, I was listening to it on telly, but it's really good. I love football. I've played it since I was three, and I just found a football medal. Well, I've had it ages, but I found it what I won when I could see. So it's really good. I, and I love women's football, but it is good. But when I played, it didn't get on the telly and radio like it does now. But it's, it's um, on the. It's, I mean, we had we had the Euros in 2017 in Holland. Or Netherlands, and um, we we didn't win. We got we got to the semi final, but the Netherlands beat us three 0 But I was in America at the time. But my brother in law taped them all for me, so I could listen to them when I came home. Mm-hmm. So it was good, and we beat France. But that's the well, we beat them twice, but we. Um, we beat them twice, but we've never beaten them. The first time we beat them, and that's the first time we beat them in 43 years, France. People don't think women's football's been going that long, but it has. Yeah. Because it's, it, was, um, it was started in the First World War. When the men went to war, they set up football teams. And um, I think it was 1921, the, the women had a game at um, Everton's ground, Goodison Park, and there were 73,000 people watching them. And because of that, uh, the FA banned women for playing football on pitches owned by the FA. And that ban was in place for 50 years. Blimey. Why? Because we're going to mess it up with our high heels? No, I don't wear high heels. They wear (laughs) lovely shirts. I mean, England just, I don't know. I think we was wearing all white tonight and Canada was wearing all red. But 
but it's good. But I mean, Tony, I mean, Tony Duggan plays for Barcelona. He said on the television tonight, she played against Atletico Madrid, yeah. and they had sixty thousand people watching them. Blimey! And they had, I think, the biggest crowd we've had over here was for the women's FA Cup final last season, which Chelsea won. We won the league as well. Right. And um, at Wem- it's played at Wembley now. It wasn't before, but, it, but this is the fourth. Well, this year will be the 50th played at Wembley, but it, uh, they had 45,000 fans watching them mm-hmm. at Wembley, and people, and that's the highest thing. I forgot, I forgot how many. I think they said tonight for watching England was, um, I think they said there was over 5,000 people there. Blimey! So it's good. So women's football is popular, and to get it on the telly and radio, and which is good, but because when I played, we never. We, and it's all it's all promoted. Have you heard of Wilfred Saha that plays for Crystal Palace? I haven't. No. Well. Wilfred oh yeah, Sahar hang on. Yes, I have. Yes, yeah, Saha. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he plays for Crystal Palace, and um, because the women have gone professional now, and they all like to apply for licences. So there used to be ten teams in Women's Super League One and ten teams in Women's Super League Two. Right. But now there's eleven. But some of the one of the some of the teams that was in their league haven't even been given the licence. Like, the second tier now is called the Championship, like the men. Yep. And Doncaster Bells won that when it was Women's Super League 2, but they haven't even been given the licence, and they're one of the oldest clubs. I mean, this is all fascinating stuff, Maureen. I want you to just tell me whether it's worth making sure that this seven-year-old of mine becomes a fantastic women's footballer because yeah, yeah, she's yeah, going to keep me forever. Yeah, professional. Tell them, where do you live? You need to sign for Chelsea. Uh, no, anyway, no, anyway, it's good because West Ham and Chelsea women are in the FA Cup semi final. Right. Them. So, now you should let her play football because they can go. I mean, Eddie Aluko used to play for Chelsea. She plays in, um, for Juventus now, but it's bad because I want her at Chelsea. Brilliant. And she's lost her England career because of Silly Man. Right. was the manager before. Do you know who's the England manager now? Who, who's that? Phil Neville. I did know that, actually, yeah. Yeah, he and we uh, actually won a tournament. We came third in the 2015 World Cup, and we just played in America. It's only a four-team tournament. It's called the She Believes Cup. And we it was, um, last year it was uh, America, England, France, and Germany. And this year it was uh, America, because it's held in America. It's America, England, Brazil, and Japan. Right. And we beat Brazil 2-1. Okay. We, we drew 2-2 with America, but we beat Japan 3-0. So we won the Shiba Leaves Cup. Wow, okay. We the World Cup, so we can go. And Japan are in Bye. our group in the World Cup. Yep. And Scotland, but Ooh. they've never been to a World Cup before. Oh, right, okay. Well, that's a so, bit like the men's team, isn't it? I, I don't know. Oh, Maureen... yeah, yeah, but you should. You watch on telly. You should watch the women and go, go on, you England lionesses. <laughs> That's what they're called. Yeah. England Lionesses. So we've got the men in the Nations League semi final. Right. And we're uh, qualifying for the 2020 Euros. We've won our first two games. But because we're in the semi final of the Nations League, because they set that up because everyone was fed up with friendly. So they started this Nations League. Mm-hmm. And we won the group because we could have got relegated if we lost. Okay. But we won it. So in June, we're playing. The Netherlands in the semi-final, and if we get to the final, it's, 
and the other semi finals between Portugal and Switzerland. So if we get to the final and win, we're going to win a trophy. That's the first trophy we've won since 1966, the senior England team. Hooray! Right, I've got, I've got to go, Maureen, but okay, that. Well done, I mean... Catherine. I think you're very good. Thank you. <sighs> I mean, she rings once a year, but she gets the whole year's conversation in, doesn't she? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I'm just gonna have a little rest. Experience the unconventional, the unpredictable, and the completely unorthodox. The late night alternative with Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. I think Anski wants to be my pen friend on Twitter. He's uh, holding me up for having allowed someone to come on and raise money for a convicted criminal. Well, I challenge you to find that just give insight because we didn't give the address out. I just thought it was an interesting viewpoint, Anski, but. Um, you carry on with that. Or you can give me a ring. 03444991000. But I don't think I'll be hearing from you anytime soon. Hello, Nigel. Hi, hi Kath. What's All going right. on with you? Oh, I'm just trying to think what to say. You have to think what to say before you go on air, don't you? Do you? Can you hear me OK? Yeah, I can. Did you go to the food bank today? No, no I, I'm going to leave it till next week, till Monday. I should need some by Monday because I haven't got much money left. Um... So I'm going to do it Monday. Kath? Yeah. I'm going to do it Monday, OK. Well, but I, but you don't I, have to do it for I, me, yeah. it's for you, Nigel. Yes, but that um, that form, you don't have a form to fill up now for PIP. The PIP thing. What PIP thing? You know, the for, to, get to, uh, um, to get more benefits. Oh, right, yes. You know, uh, a bereavement benefit or anything like that. What Pip, well, PIP is, is different. Got... That's a disability benefit, isn't it? No, disability... Well, anyway, what I've got to do is get my a social worker to, to do it for me. You see, they, 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 they said I've got to get my social worker to do it. OK. But and, and, uh, at the moment, I haven't explained that... I haven't spoken to a social worker to tell them that they've got to ring a certain number. Oh, Nigel. So, um, Where's this advocate I, of yours and when are you meeting them again? Well, I've got to, I've got to contact Simon, the yeah. advocate, advocate yeah. and... Um, Tell him to get someone to ring me so I can explain to them what to do. Not quite, yeah. So it's all going to take time, but it's worth trying, isn't it? Well, it's so, more—it's more than worth trying, Nigel. It's yeah. about you living an, an easier life because yeah. at the moment it's yeah, all very I, tough. I had—I had a bill for six hundred pounds today, electric. What? Six hundred pounds? Yeah, six hundred pounds. It's mounted up to, and I—I I rang them up and said I, I, I'll pay thirty pounds next week. Which I, Nigel, I've been pla- Nigel, mm. don't have any more conversations with him without Simon because that is an extraordinary yeah. amount of money. It is, yeah, but I've got to get someone to read the meter in case I'm paying too much for my no, electric. Don't, right, so let Simon handle this because yes. they will take whatever money you'll give them. But at this point, you don't know how much you really owe them. That seems like a no, lot. No, I don't want electric cut off, do I? They won't cut it off, you know that. They said that they won't cut it off. Oh, it's been really difficult, yeah. I know, I know it has, Nigel. But £600 pounds a terrible shock. Of course it is, and it doesn't sound right. So let Simon handle this, OK? Yeah. When are you meeting him again? But I still have to pay. They said it amounts... Hello, up Nigel. Pay. Yeah, Nigel, mm. don't let them frighten mm. you. When are you going to speak mm. to Simon again? Uh, Monday. OK. Save this yeah, for... Yeah, i Monday morning. Save this for Simon. This is what he is for. This is what he's really good yeah. at, OK? OK. But uh, he's only the advocate. I've got to get a proper a social worker to help me. He will... Me. Yeah, but he will help you get that. Mm. OK? OK, then. The other thing I was going to tell you was I had a reply uh, from Lindsay Lohan's page with a tick... Uh, I don't know if you can get it on your computer, whether you can see Lindsay Lohan's page with a tick. Mm. Can you get it on no. Facebook? No, on Facebook, no. Oh. No. So no. what but happened? Anyway, it, 
Well, somebody said, that, do you know that she's a Muslim now? Because I said I'd like to meet Lindsay Lohan and take her out for a drink or whatever. Mm. And, she's, and, and, and somebody replied to me and said, do you know that Lin, Lindsay Lohan's a Muslim now? You know, Someone from Lindsay Lohan's a, page said that? Yeah, a reply from her page from, a, from, another, from another fan. Right. And they said that she's a, she's a Muslim now. Well, Isn't she? I don't know what's going on with her. Well, I don't know what's going on, because she's got this TV programme where she has all sorts of funny, peculiar people on. I know, I've been watching it, Lindsay Lohan's Beach uh, Club, and there's plenty of booze going on there. It's not, she's not um, restricted to who she has on the show, is she? No, I don't think so. But I, anyway, so I I don't very often get replies from fans from her page, that was a one-off. Yes, just be careful. I wanted to do this song for Mum, you know, the song I miss you. I, I did this one one at the, the funeral, uh, which is my favourite song. You know the one I did at the funeral? Yeah, OK. I miss you. So I'm going to harmonise with um, Miley Cyrus, but I haven't done this one for a long time, ages, this one. All right, then. Since before Christmas, I don't think. Let's have it then, Nigel. Yeah. OK, okay, I'll, okay I'll, here we go. Uh, don't expect too much, because it's late. <laughs> OK. Thanks very much, Nigel. That, that, I think it's a bit long, the rest of it, so I thought that was enough. It, well, My throat's gone a bit as well. 
Don't worry about it. Listen, Monday, you phone, yeah, you phone, I, phone I Simon. Yeah, I will do, yes. And remember that he's there to help you, so you don't need to be yeah, doing any of this on your own. It's frightening, isn't it, really? Well, frightening. Well, it would be if you didn't have backup. You've got backup in Simon, yeah, OK? Yeah, I, I wouldn't be too frightened if Mum was here or, or my dad was here, but, I mean, when, you, when you're on your own and you get these things, big bills coming, it's... Just too much, well, isn't it? Like, this is what this is what you've got an advocate for now. Okay, Nigel, you're yeah. not on your own. Lo- lovely to speak. Have a nice weekend, Kev. You too. You too, Nigel. Bye-bye. Bye now. Bye-bye. 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 Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I mean, you know, what I was saying to Manny earlier on about you know you you get them the help, but they've got got to be the ones that walk through the door. That. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We've got an hour left. Where's the time gone? And then it's going to be the weekend, as far as I'm concerned. Don't know what you're doing, but I'm going to be off home for a sleep. So before that happens, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. And Ollie, you're going to be up next. I promise. Sorry to keep you waiting so long. The late night alternative with Catherine Boyle. You never know just where the conversation will take you on Talk Radio.
344-499-1000. This is Talk Radio. I am Catherine Boyle, and you could be on the radio in the next hour. We've got Ollie, we've got Simon. Where are you? 0344-499-1000. Hey, Ollie. Hi, Catherine. I'm so sorry to keep you waiting. You've been on there for, what, nearly an hour? Yeah. Well, I appreciate your persistence. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, how are you? I'm all right. What you got? Um... You were talking about Amsterdam the other day. Oh, yeah. Um, I've been to Amsterdam and I went to the red light district. Oh, Ollie. I went with my wife. Okay, whatever floats your boat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we had an argument the whole trip. We didn't go for the red light district, believe it or not. Okay, you tell yourself that. Yeah. But um, it was like, if it, was it ethical or not to go? And I was like, sure, it is ethical. And she was like, that it's definitely not ethical to go. Hmm. And I kind of dragged her along. Because I wanted to see what it was all about, because yeah. I've heard about it. I wasn't to, like, pervert people. No, and you weren't going to make a transaction or anything? No. Um, but it was weird. Here's the thing. When I was younger, I, I had a lot of fixed ideas about things I knew nothing about. Yeah. Now I'm older, I actually know sex workers. I know a couple of sex workers. Yeah. And, and everyone's situation is different. Yeah. But I also know that not they're not all victims. Yeah. <laughs> and in a lot of cases, sex work is work, right? So if the, if the women are not being exploited and I would suggest that the more visible you are, the more difficult it is to do that, then what's the problem? Yeah, because, like, I was like, well, look at all the... Like, I looked it up and I said, look at these sex workers saying, hey, they're okay with it and that it's actually empowering them or whatever. Mm -hmm. But she had read this book where somebody was actually, like, sex trafficked from England to Amsterdam. So it kind of got a bit wobbly about yeah. what was... And I think it's just, that's how it is, isn't it? Like, you're going to get people that are affected in a negative way no matter what. Yeah. But that's... But I that's that's kind it's of cool. why you need regulation, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But if they're not getting enough or not, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know really enough about the, the system in Amsterdam, but I was under the impression yeah. that it was properly regulated and these places were checked and the women's welfare was looked after but i'm sure that yeah. you know beyond the um, red light district there'll be women who are not as safe and maybe not in that situation yeah yeah it was a weird experience though because it was like 
just like a, like a zoo almost because it was yeah. like seeing women like half naked for a glass. Yeah. And like, I imagine it's like Babe Station after about six o'clock. <laughs> and just like, but just you were just like because it, it wasn't just in that street. Sometimes they're just like peppered all over the city. Oh really? So I would just like look a, look look at the nice architecture, and then there's an old lady with her boobs out. Uh, like hanging out the window. What the boobs were out hanging out the window, or the old lady was? But uh, both. <laughs> Advertising. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't got a poster. So... You use what you've got. Yeah. So it's it's a weird it's a weird place. Yeah. I... And I we we went to like the sex museum, and that was even more strange because you're going round. In a very cramped room, with like, like, in a crowd, looking at like seventies porno. Oh, is that what there is in there? I just imagined it was like knobs, knobs, knobs. <laughs> yeah, it was. All I can remember was like <laughs> antique porn, then like seventies porn, and then saying what each genre was of porn. Right. Okay. So it goes ankles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, natural. Let's just say. And then. Extreme kink, oh like, like golden shower stuff. <laughs> and well, I don't know like, if that's extreme kink out. anymore because there are people that oh, do worse than that, aren't there? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not saying that I do. I'm just saying nothing shocks me anymore. It's that whole thing of if you can imagine it, someone gets off on it. There are people. Yeah. There are people who would love a sniff of my shoe. I've had offers, Ollie, <laughs> for pairs of my pants. I mean, God, oh, no. if they're very, very unlucky, I'll send them. They'll know about it. <laughs> yeah, probably... send them millions. Look at Oh, yeah. <laughs> It'll be delivered by a postie in a hazmat suit. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you know, women have, do it for various reasons, right? And some of it is survival. And I think if a woman's in a desperate situation, they don't make great choices. But if there is a woman who is making the decision and they are safe... Mm. I think it's uh, it's going to happen anyway. I'd rather they were safe, and 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 therefore I'd rather they were known about, and therefore I would rather they didn't have to, um, I didn't have to hide it, you know, and um, put themselves at extreme risk. Definitely, I I was a bit, um... and that goes for men as well. Of course, there are the male escorts too. Yeah, well, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Like maybe it was going to be like all diverse and there would be different like genders and stuff mm-hmm. but it was just women with boobs <laughs> it was just general, you were in the boob department there was no yeah. other <laughs> there was no gun show no oh maybe yeah. maybe there is you just don't know where it is it's just kept I, under wraps yeah I thought I don't know I don't know but uh, yeah I don't, I don't know what the history is and what What's okay and what's not okay? Let's have a look there. Let's have a look because this is something. This is research, okay? In the name of research, yeah. let's have a look. So Amsterdam. That 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 idea though that they're going to restrict the tours to stop the tourists going down there is not going to happen. Mm. The tourists will just go down there by themselves. And I do tend to think that if the yeah. the um, pros are saying that they would rather the tours carried on, then you should listen to them. Right. Let's have a look. Uh, red light. History. Yeah, because I I wouldn't mind to have gone to tour just the, like the history of it. Yeah, but, um, of course, from an educational yeah. point of view. Yeah, 
But it, like, it is definitely the most crowded place, I think. I don't know if it's just because the alleyways are so small. That's also because we're all big kids, you know, prurient. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Short history of the red light district. Uh, prostitution in Amsterdam is nearly as old as the city itself. As early as the 15th century and possibly earlier, you can bet earlier. The first prostitutes arrived to earn a living in the harbour of Amsterdam. The red light district is still located in the oldest part of the city. The women initially plied their trade in the streets. In the 60s, the police made it illegal to solicit from doorways. Sitting behind the window was tolerated if the curtains were almost closed. By burning a red light behind the gap in the curtains, it was clear to men that they could come here for a prostitute. Today it's allowed to keep the curtains open, but the red lights are still used. As a result, the evening hours are the best time to visit. The red light district then comes to life and clearly shows where its name originated. Um, Code of conduct. Yeah, code of conduct. Walking through the red light district is safe. Countless police officers patrol the area to keep an eye on things. Even so, as in all crowded locations in big cities, there are pickpockets. Keep a close eye on your personal belongings. Uh, Taking pictures. Yeah, I imagine. Taking pictures of the women doing their job is not appreciated. We strongly recommend against it. Uh, If traders accost you on the street to offer bicycles or drugs, I mean, only in Amsterdam. Bicycles or drugs? It's better to refuse. Such goods are nearly always illegal or stolen. If caught, the police imposes high fines on both the seller and the buyer. I mean, imagine getting done for um, hiring a bicycle on the street. Um, yeah, well, they were, they were like, banning the booze bikes. Ah, I've went. seen those. Yeah, because they, apparently they were causing mischief, like loads of people going on booze bikes. Well, I imagine. Oh, I mean, yeah. Can you imagine? Falling off they, the back of those. Are those those ones where you face you? They face you face each other, and you kind of get. And you all pedal. Yeah, like you're all sitting at the yeah. bar. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, it looks like a terrible idea. It looks like a good idea when you're sober, and a terrible idea when you're not. Yeah, I had a weed burger, but it didn't have weed in it. It was weird. A weed burger. Uh, yeah. So. But apparently, it didn't have weed in it. Well, apparently, how did you know? Because I didn't get high. <laughs> Maybe you're um, super weed man. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't go for the like the the generic. Oh, let's go to Amsterdam for weed or boobs. I went for like the Va- I went to the Van Gogh Museum, mm-hmm. and I I wanted to go into the Anne Frank House, but I couldn't because I didn't book in time. Oh right, you have so to we... book to go in, do you? Yeah, it's not it's not very big, though, I imagine. No, it was like fully booked completely. Is it a good yeah. place to go, though, or is it just... It's really you know, nice, I've got yeah. people tweeting saying that uh, what place men go there for only one reason. <laughs> the Van Gogh Museum. Yes, <laughs> they go there to see paintings. <laughs> You're banned to rights. <laughs> it's, like, really pretty and, like, really nice architects, like, awesome architecture. Yeah. We went on, like, the canal, on, like, a canal tour. I was going to, like, boat, boat tours when I go on all day. And it's it's nice for that. It's nice for just like the, the culture of it. But yeah, I didn't do any drugs or sex. No, it's a bit like when I went to Vegas. I didn't really do any gambling. I just like yeah. walking around. But I was done within about three days, to be honest, with Vegas. It, I, I imagine Amsterdam's a bit like that, you, you know. Or could you stay there for two weeks? Oh yeah. No, I stayed there, like just a uh, weekend. Yeah, it's a mini break, is yeah. it? Yeah, and we stayed on like a, a little canal boat. Like a Airbnb canal boat thing. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, it was really cool. It was really cool. Yeah, it's a really nice city. Definitely. Thanks very better much, than, Judith Chalmers. Better than Paris. Oh, God. I haven't been to Paris for years. You know, I've got a bit of a thing about it. 
Yeah, now I have too. I got pickpocketed. Oh, man, no. While I was listening to a podcast, they took it while I was listening to it. So... And I was like, why is my podcast stopped? I looked down, it was because I don't have a phone anymore. That is an outrage. Where did that happen? <laughs> I was five seconds away from coming home. I was, like, around the corner from Eurostar. And it just went. And then I had to report it while I was there. I would like to say that I'm not surprised. <sighs> and I, I'm not surprised. I turned around, I was like... Where's my phone? Give me my phone. So <laughs> you don't, I don't think you look particularly touristy, did you? I mean... Totally. We had all our bags. All oh, right, yeah, you look particularly touristy, right? Okay. They were... They they, they I, knew what you were doing. I was like, I want justice! <laughs> I, I called the police. And the police were like, we cannot help you. <laughs> no, I don't give a toss. No. My experience with the gendarme was they just did not give a monkeys. Did I ever tell you about the story? I had a friend who lived... Um, he used to find his way home by navigating via the lights of the Eiffel Tower. Did I tell you about this okay. guy? Andrew. No. So funny. And we, and we didn't get drunk very much there, not in bars, because it was so expensive. But I must admit that, you know, we did have a lot of parties. And um, on one time after a party, he decided that he would take his usual route and, you know, looking for the, looking for the lighthouse. <laughs> and he's halfway home and they turned the lights off. <laughs> so he decided to bed down in the street like an idiot oh, no. right? and, and was awoken a couple of hours later with a group oh, of gendarmes kicking him. Oh, no. Yeah. I so, can imagine, yeah. Yeah, they, they were less than gentle. And in my experience, they were some of them were quite creepy. But I think that I'm yeah. hoping things might have changed in Paris since then, but I've not been back since. Yeah, I've got a grudge now, so I'm going to... Say bad uh, things about Paris. I know, but it's so beautiful. It was. I, I was. I, I was so in love with that place from being a little kid. We're talking earlier on about my youngest going away at the age of ten. I did the French exchange when I was about twelve, and for the next few summers that followed, I would save up and I'd go to Paris on my yeah. own. My dad, mum, and dad would put me on a plane. Oh wow! Uh, I would get a um, what do they call it? A chaperone to get me on the plane and meet me at the other side and give me to the next person. So it's <coughs> not as dodgy as it sounds, but actually. It's a pretty big deal for a 13-year-old. And I look at my 10-year-old, yeah, she's a baby. So I used to really, really love it there. And then when I actually finally got to live there, it was just such such a letdown. Yeah, be- no. and, and primarily because of the dodge pots, you know. But I remember getting lost yeah. on my way to university and uh, I asked, you ask a policeman, right? They would send me round yeah. just so they could watch me walk by again. Oh, God. Weirdos. Weirdos. Yeah. Because you were telling me those sort of horror stories. When I got on the metro, I was like... You're looking out for bit, the um, perverts. Yeah, the dodgepots, yeah. right? But so you found I them. So I sit down, and this guy's just shouting to himself. He's just going... In French, he's just shouting. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God, I just got here, and I've already met a dodgepot. Yeah. But I didn't know on the tube there, you can go on your phone, you get a signal. So you're oh. just on the hands-free. <laughs> oh, OK. Well, I was going to say, that was kind of my experience for for six months, but there was no excuse of a telephone. It was just it was just yeah. kind of tense and um, tense, and you had to be on your wits. And I made mistakes in the first few weeks that I felt stupid about, you know, like stopping for people who were collecting for, quote-unquote, charity, and then finding them yeah. going through your wallet and saying, oh, no, you can give me that because that's a bit more money. and. 
<laughs> being a soft kid, basically. And then by yeah. the end, I was a horrible, hard person who would never stop for anyone <laughs> because I was just yeah. so used to being exploited whenever I showed a little bit of, you know, a bit of kindness towards someone. Mm, but uh, I, I think I need to go back just so I can get over that. But I've got a nasty feeling it might be reinforced <laughs> if I do go yeah, back. Yeah, we, we, baby. <laughs> God bless you, Alan. Well, at least you tried. So where's your next mini yeah. break? Beirut. Uh, we, want to go, we want to go back to Japan in mm. uh, August. So hopefully I've well, that sounds great. got enough, enough money. Uh, Is it expensive? It was awesome last time. Is it expensive? Really, really expensive. It's, like, uh, so it's a question if we've got enough money or not. Because mm-hmm. we want to go for like three weeks or something like that. If you're going to go, you've got to make it worth it, haven't you? Yeah, because it might be the last time ever. Because it's like such a journey as well. It's like 12 hours on the plane. Mm-hmm. And I'm frightened planes like last time I went I was just scared the whole time in terror I did um, that on one of those fold down seats because my sister was crew okay yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I remember you saying, on the upside yeah. it cost me 80 quid oh my god that's amazing well, well worth it but we did stay in the <laughs> yeah. Japanese version of Heathrow for the entire time so oh, but I almost oh. saw Japan yeah yeah, yeah, you should definitely go on an adventure there, for sure, because it is the place to go for an adventure. Yeah, it, it was the closest I've ever been to feeling like a complete alien. You know, I, yeah. can't, I can't read anything. I can't, I couldn't even, I went in the supermarket, couldn't work out what I was picking up. You know, yeah. it wasn't even as if I could go and buy a sandwich. I didn't, didn't know how to do it. it was, yeah. But there was a certain amount of, you know, sometimes it's quite thrilling to be that lost. Yeah, well, it's going to be weird because when we go back, we should have a bit of Japanese under about. Oh yeah, you've been um, you've been learning, haven't you? Yeah, I'm not as good as my wife is, but I'm trying. Do you practice between each other? I need to. We need to. I need to practice harder and work harder at it for sure. Because I kind of just go, okay, I'll just pick it up in the lesson. But yeah, I need to do some homework for sure. Give me some of your best phrases. Oh, let no. me try and work them out. I just had Jimmy Mashte, Oli Des, Dozo Yoroshku. Is that something like, my name is Oli? Uh, it's like, uh, nice to meet you, my name's Oli, how do you do? Oh, that's nice. Oh, I'm so terrible at remembering. Like, chatto mate kudasai. Kudasai means please, doesn't it? No, it's like, give, it's like, give me a little moment, give me, All right. give me, a, little, give me a little time. I think. Now I'm getting confused. Um, oh, what's, what's thank you? Arigato. Arigato oh, gozaimasu. Yeah. Which means like we're done. Thank you. We're done. The end, full stop. Yeah, there's a lot of this up now you could be saying anything i'm just nodding no. <laughs> yeah but i just i need to get it in my head because i can like when it's written down i'm like yeah i can translate that yeah but when somebody's talking i find it a bit difficult and like remembering things I find have, really have you difficult. got like an app on your phone or something i mean i'm assuming yeah. you've got a new phone i've got yeah this yeah i've got a new sim and they sent me a new phone for, i had to pay like 50 quid because that's how I kind it. of I I found it easier to learn languages, but by parrot fashion rather than by reading things in classes. 
Yeah, because I need to learn the text. So I've got a hiragana app, and I have to remember it, the like the sign, which which is like all like syllables for words and stuff like that. Oh. Yeah. Well, good luck. How long have you got to yeah. get this down? Oh, Japanese, I mean. Uh, well, I think we're going to keep going, keep going, but uh, I'll do it every week, and I think it's up until August we're going to do it for sure, and then when we come back, I think we're going to carry on, because yeah. I wouldn't mind. Yeah. It's a cool language to know. I'm very jealous. Yeah. Well, you should do it. Everyone should do it. Yeah, but you kind of have to have a reason to do it, I think. I I was crap at languages at school until I had a reason to do it, right? My Spanish, I was about to fail my GCSEs. My dad said, go and do the exchange. And if you come back from the exchange and you still can't do it, then at least you've tried. And that's when it took flight because I'm a copier, clearly. I ended up doing it for for my degree because I learned it like a baby. You know, I went over there completely, completely isolated. It was sink or swim and I managed it. I think you've got to pick a culture that you love yeah. or you've like got some sort of uh, interest in. Yeah, definitely. Sure. Make it relevant because I think that otherwise yeah. to kids, learning languages is like learning a code oh. that you're never going to use. Yeah, in French, I was just like, I was just so not into French and I feel really bad. I feel, I feel like looking back, I should have like got into something cool about France and <laughs> just found that way instead of like using that lesson to DOS. You know what it was with me, Ollie? I would like to say I was into the drama and uh, (laughs) films, but actually the French boys were the only ones that fancied me, so I was like, okay. (laughs) I found a niche in the market. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ollie, well, it's nice to speak to you. I'm sorry I kept you waiting so long, but it was worth it, I think. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Good night. 03444991000. The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle. Speech Radio with a difference. Talk Radio. 03444991000. It's after, it's nearly after half past 12. I think maybe it's time for a ghost story. I mean, Chat is Fate has been calling to me all, all night and there's so many great cover stories. I mean, for example, followed home by a devil, it had a job for me. Tap your way to success. Possessed by a violent ghoul. Ignite your love life with crystal magic. I think we've done that one. I mean, we've read the story. I haven't done it. I didn't have any uh, crystals. Catwork Queen, thanks to Nan's spirit. I gave birth to a ghost and making you happy is my superpower. I'm My my aura, um, my chakras and all that balls, is um, telling me to go to possessed by a violent ghoul. I don't know about you. Let's try that one. Possessed. He's on page, here we go, 16. Right, let's find some, let's get the atmosphere right, because otherwise it's, uh... there we go, hang on. Spooky music, let's go to the spooky music section. Here we go, here we go. Let's see how this sounds. I bet there'll be an advert, hang on. Oh no, straight in. We got nicked by a violent cop ghost. I'm always up for a laugh. So when my new boyfriend Gavin Ward, why do they always use their full names? Just to specify my new boyfriend Gavin Ward as opposed to my old boyfriend Gavin O'Sullivan. 
I'm always up for a laugh. So when my new boyfriend, Gavin Ward, asked me to go on a paranormal investigation with him, I didn't hesitate. All these stories seem to start with that, don't they? New boyfriends and paranormal investigations. Might they just take to the pictures? Yeah, why not? It'll be fun. I grinned happily. It was July 2015, and I'd met Gavin five months before when he'd come into the hotel in Grantham, Lincolnshire, where I worked as a waiter. He asked me out on Valentine's Day. So you didn't expect it to be a bloke, did you, homophobe? He'd asked me out on Valentine's Day. Straight away, we knew we were meant to be together. We got engaged just two weeks later. I'd never been on a ghost hunt before, but as Gavin was into all things paranormal, I was really excited about going out with him and our mates, Mel and Jules, no surnames, to the paranormal investigation at the notoriously haunted Old Nick Theatre in Gainsborough, Lincolnshire. The theatre used to be a police station and magistrate's court. The courtroom had been converted into a theatre and there was now a police museum in one of the cells. Walking, sorry, in what was once the cells, otherwise it'd be a very tiny museum, wouldn't it? It'd be rubbish. Although I have been to a prune museum in the past. Yeah. There isn't an awful lot to know about prunes. Walking past the gloomy, dank lockups, I shuddered at the thought of being shut in for the night. Up in the old courtroom, Gavin was chosen to be a human pendulum. Oh, it's not what you think. Where the spirits in the place would push him forwards for yes and backwards for no in answer to questions asked by the group. Please don't hurt him, I muttered nervously as I watched him swaying. After about 20 minutes, the team leader suggested we took a break. So we went into the room next door, sat down with a cuppa. But as I was chatting away to Gavin, he seemed pale and distant. You don't look right, I told him. He shook his head wordlessly at me, like this. Worried, I found the investigation group's medium, Lynn, and asked her to check Gavin over for me. I watched anxiously from a few metres away as members of the team gathered around him. He's been taken over! One of them yelled suddenly. We've got to get him outside! I froze with horror. Could this really be happening? Had Gavin actually been possessed by a ghost? No, because ghosts don't exist. Anyway, let's carry on. Four male members of the team pulled Gavin up, tried to lead him across the room, but Gavin started growling and lashing out, trying to bite and kick them. Naughty Gavin. I couldn't believe my eyes. Normally, my lovely boyfriend wouldn't hurt a fly. There was one explanation and only one explanation that made any sense to me. The evil spirit is making him violent. Well, obvs. <laughs> I could still hear Gavin yelling and cursing as they half carried, half dragged him downstairs and outside. What if he gets hurt? I sobbed in terror to Mel and Jules. It's Mel and Jules, not Mel and Jules. You know what I mean? It's not a nickname. Her name is not Melon Jules. It's Mel and Jules. My heart was in my mouth as I waited. Finally, a team member came back up, took me to where Gavin was sitting outside, and he was white-faced and shaking. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what just happened. He told me, tears pouring down his cheeks. Not wanting to upset him even more by telling him what had took place, I just gave him a hug. It's okay, I soothed. When Gavin started feeling better, we went back to the theatre and that's when the team leader picked up on a spirit called Bob who'd been a policeman working at the station. We soon worked out that he was the nasty spirit who'd taken possession of Gavin. Ob obviously had to be. Scientifically, it's proven. 
He's come to judge you because you once did something wrong, the team leader told Gavin. Gavin gulped. Ooh, like that. When I was a child, I stole some sweets from a shop, he admitted. What? Bob had attacked Gavin just for nicking a few sweets as a kid? I shook my head in disbelief. It's almost as if it's all balls. But Nasty Bob wasn't finished. It wasn't enough for him that he'd made my boyfriend feel bad about an ancient, forgotten transgression. Suddenly, a table started moving in mid-air while nobody was touching it. The table pinned me against a door. As I struggled to escape, I knew it was Bob trying to intimidate me. A short while later, we were standing holding hands in a circle when Gavin suddenly froze. Then he started growling. Oh, the growling again. My stomach lurched with horror. Oh no, it couldn't be. Bob was back and he possessed Gavin for a second time. Please help me, the woman who was holding Gavin's hand whimpered. He's crushing my fingers and it hurts. Everyone rushed across to help her. Gavin, come back, I called, touching his face. I winced as Gavin snarled angrily and tried to bite my hand. Naughty, naughty Gavin. What had started out as a bit of fun had turned into something dark and terrifying. I was worried sick that the dark force would harm Gavin. What if we couldn't get him back? Luckily, we managed to coax Gavin outside where he started to recover. Once again, he had no recollection of what had taken place just a few minutes earlier. He's having a laugh and he's just going... What happened, Martin? He asked me nervously. I'll tell you some other time, I told him, trying to sound upbeat. Oh, I'll tell you some other time, I said, trying to sound upbeat. I felt anything but, though. The evening had taken its toll and I was scared and tired. We decided to call it a night. Gavin felt too weak to drive home to Grantham, so I had to take the wheel instead. My theory, he's been on the Blue Wickeds. It used to do the same to me. The following day, I told Gavin what had happened as the ghost, at the ghost hunt, and he was horrified. I'm not like that, he said. I'm not violent or aggressive. Don't worry, I know you're not, I reassured him. Determined to find out more, Gavin did some online research about the old Nick. He googled it. He discovered that many years before, a police superintendent called Bob had been beaten to death in one of the cells by a prisoner whom he'd previously assaulted allegedly they're being careful there legally allegedly bob was still trapped in the place where he died consumed with hate and anger we believe that bob targeted gavin because he'd recently been ill with gallstones who saw that coming <laughs> but gallstones okay his immune system was low and so he was the weakest person there that night oh okay right scientifically that's that sounds legit although it had been bob's job to uphold the law he was a judgmental bully and a thoroughly nasty piece of work. You judged. Gavin has been back to the old Nick. Oh, he has. But as for me, what happened there frightened me so much that I simply haven't plucked up the courage to return. Seeing Gavin being possessed, my kind and loving partner's face being transformed by hate and rage was an utterly horrifying experience. Luckily, I know him well enough to know it was totally out of character for him. But as first ghost hunts go, my nightmare at the old Nick has to be one of the most terrifying ever. It's 
Experience the unconventional, the unpredictable, and the completely unorthodox. The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. Here's Simon. Hey, Simon. Hi, Kath. You all right? Yeah. Oh, by the way, 03444991000 if you're not Simon. Or if you are... If you are, you already know it. Thank you for ringing it. Any, any other day apart... Yeah, no, no, yeah, well... What's uh, going on? Is it true, then, right, if you do sell me a pair of your old pants... <laughs> <laughs> so if I shake them, there'll be glitter and rainbows everywhere. Well, I mean, yeah, if it's been a particularly heavy night... <laughs> 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 it's almost it's almost tempting me. <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine? Maybe that's our next merch idea. Oh, oh mind you no, not not with listening to what Ian produces. Oh my word. I mean do you know what? It's yeah. been I've missed him this week, but um but yeah, it's been nice being a, in the studio. Exactly. It's been really nice to be able to go out during the breaks, make a cup of tea, come back in and it not be, you know, this sort yeah. of green fog hovering Apparently, over my chair. Apparently, he's down my way, so I hear. He was. He's home now. Oh, I wish I'd known. I'd have gone and find him. <laughs> well, you could try. He was in, in the deep, dark forest. But we're going to Brighton yeah. tomorrow, and I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. thanks, Kath, because I missed the other one, didn't yeah. I? So just well, rub it in a bit, why well, don't you? You should do your vehicle checks before you set out. You know this. You're a professional driver. I know. It serves me right. And what a price to pay. Okay. Anyway. Go on. Um... Uh, the reason I called, which I'll come on to in one second, I just wanted to say, um, going back to what you and Ollie were talking about. Yeah. I find it weird that Ollie's married, actually. He sounds like he's about 12 years old. And he's very fresh-faced, but, uh, yes, he's a married man. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I was going to say, I didn't realise there was any such thing as a sex museum. I was going to say, I wonder if they've got my uh, my sex life in there. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. Right. Look, um, I, re- I phoned up, and, and I'm quite glad I didn't get through when I did, because I phoned up, my heart was ruling my head, I think. Why? What's going on? But, but I'm so fed up, and, and bear with me while I say this. Go on. But I'm so fed up with the Nigel situation. Mm. And the reason I say that is because I want jump in my car, drive to Maidstone, and sort him out. Yeah. Because it's so hard to listen to. I mean... A £600 electricity bill. Why is he not on a key meter? There's so many questions. Yeah. And, and here's the thing I worry about, which is why I said to him to hang on and wait for Simon, uh, the advocate. He won't listen. Well, I'm hope. I know, but I've got to say it, haven't I? So here's, here's my fear. That he goes on the phone and he offers to pay them a certain amount of money and they're going to take it. But what he's not yeah. saying is, I want you to explain to me why I'm paying this amount of money. Yeah. And so I'm and hoping that this fellow from the Citizens' Rights for Older People, which, by the way, is a charity and it's not social services, because apparently yeah. he doesn't fall within the remit for the extra care that he would that we oh. think he requires. But instead, instead, you know, he's been referred to a, a charity for older people, as if he's, you know, your average sixty plus. Anyway, yeah. at least it's something, and and they're apparently great. I've been speaking to people in the know, and they said that you know that that they will help. Um, yeah. What I'm worried about is that he would just give them money and not question it, and then he, ju- he just goes from one disaster to the next. So yeah. this Simon from yeah. Crop hopefully will get hold of it on Monday because six hundred pounds is crazy. I mean, I've yeah. got a fa- I'm a family of four, and we don't pay that. No, exactly. And I mean, you know, I'm on my own, and my my electric and gas is all 
prepaid, and it's probably just over what about twelve quid a week. Yeah. But and the other thing is, of course, is if he pays that thirty quid, he's not. He's only going to keep the wolf from the door for yeah. a day or two. Yeah. It's only going to scratch the surface, and in the grand scheme of things, that money isn't going to go anywhere. And yet, that would feed him and put his electric on for. A, you know what I mean? It's so frustrating. It's nuts, and you know, and that, and that actually, that kind of bill taking up his benefits money, meaning that he doesn't eat or that he's going around yeah. asking people for £10 here, £10 there. It's completely it's out of order. And, and the thing is, as well, like his phone, why, why is he not on a pay-as-you-go package? Why has nobody actually shown him that there are, like, for example, the package I'm on, £25 a month, I get unlimited text, internet and minutes? Well, do you know what? It's quite simple, because these companies don't care. If he goes in and offers to pay for something, buy buy a phone off someone, they'll sell it to him. They don't think whether they no, should or whether it's the no, best but thing. I'm on about just like people in general that he must have come across day day to day. But then again, he doesn't listen, does he? So, no. well, look, I'm going to put it out there, right? Because this guy, he needs help, right? He does. He needs help, and you are more than welcome. And if he, I doubt if he's listening, and if if he is, then maybe he will ask. You're more than welcome to pass on my details, and if he needs. An assistant, I will happily go up there and sort him out. Right. Well, that's really kind, but you know, someone's got to. Yeah, I know. I know. And the MP's been brilliant, but we just it just needs it. What it needs, Cap. What it needs is for like obviously you and Ian have got um, in inverted commas a a, a long a long lasting relationship with him. Yeah. We as listeners, obviously, we hear the shows, and so we come along on that journey too. Mm. And there's a lot of things that have been said over the past few months that are important details that won't, I wouldn't have thought, come out in the... Because obviously, you know, I'm not trying to do down officials that that are going to help him, but there's going to be a lot of details that won't won't come up. And where you've got listeners that have been listening to the story as it were as it's unfolded it we, we sort of know what's needed and what to be focusing on if you see what i mean yeah. i just worried that he's, he's gonna he's gonna get all this proper official help but a lot of it is going to be missed and it's going to end up causing more harm than good in do, do you know way. what he's not do you know what at, the, at this point i'm worried about is that it's not long-term help from social services which is what's necessary but I am hopeful that this advocate will be the one person who actually listens to Nigel and sees mm. that he is—he needs so much more. Is—is is there any way that you would be allowed to, to communicate with the advocate on his behalf? I don't know. I don't know. I kind well, of. Sorry, I don't want. I don't want to overstep the mark, and I don't want to. And, and know, that's the other thing. We him, we but... can't either, you know. And I don't no. think it would be helpful. I don't think it would be he helpful. Just gets just gets so frustrating when he comes out with a... It's like the food bank thing. He keeps coming out with excuses why he hasn't gone there. You know, he doesn't need food until a couple of days. Well, what if he's not well and he can't get out? Or, you know, what, what about stuff that he's not going to use there and then? Toiletries, toilet roll, things yeah, but, like that. It's but like, but you're, you're, thinking, you're thinking like someone who isn't a vulnerable person. True. You know, well, true. I, uh, you know, anyway. So, well, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Well, now, w- no, what we wanted was for someone to come along and hold his hand and look at the... and Not, not literally, but maybe sometimes. Yeah. And no, to no, look at his bills, the and that's what there. we're getting. The uh, there. That's cool. I'll go up there and sort him out, if right. need be. All right. Well, it won't come to that, but thank you, Simon. That's kind of you, and I, right. I understand why you feel like that. Okay. Thanks very much. And I'll be waiting for your pants in the post. All right. Oh, my God. We'll be waiting a long time.
<laughs> See you later. Oh, gosh. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. We could probably squeeze another one in after Symmetra. Hello? 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 Are we still calling you Symmetra? Oh, no, I thought I had a new name. I'm, I'm Sheila. Of course I'm so you Sheila. are. <laughs> let me put let me put your details back. I don't think it worked that fake name. I, I tried I tried it out. It didn't work. I don't think it worked either. <laughs> mostly because we recognise your voice. <laughs> What's I going on? Was, I didn't want to let a whole week go and not phone to say how much I've enjoyed the show this oh, week. Well, that's really kind. Thank you, Sheila. I re- really loved it. It's a completely different vibe and um, just like so many times this week. I'm I'm quite a late night person. I've wanted to phone a friend, not got friends awake at this time of night. And um, it's just been lovely to put on the radio and listen to you because it's been like a friend talking, and it's it's lovely. I know you're not my friend, but it's just a lovely no. Well, I'm glad lovely vibe. I'm glad it comes across that way. Thanks very much, Sheila. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. I just wanted you to know that it's a great show, and I wish you would do a regular show. Well, well, let's see. Let, let's see who's that in the background talking. Oh bloody hell! I would have found earlier. Apart from him, it's my best mate, and he spoke to you before yes. when you did a show with um, Katie Putrick. Yes. Oh, and, OK, I, I can't complain that he's shouting, because in fairness, he's playing Xbox with someone that's hard of hearing. Ah, right, OK. But he's shouting like anything, <laughs> and I told him to keep it down. And he loves you, and he will not talk when Ian's on. So he may speak to... Rich, will he speak to Oh, you he's out? busy, he's playing. Will you speak to... No. Oh, no, sorry. They're playing Trivial Pursuit. Oh, right. No, that's a very serious business. Oh, what I hate about it, it cuts you off all the time. Does it do that to you? Yeah. Is is he playing on the PlayStation? Yeah, yeah. yeah, We play it all the time. I'm really good at it, but it cuts you off every time you're winning. Yeah. Don't like it. <laughs> my my uh, Wi-Fi is a bit pony as well. I'll be tri- we- no, I don't think it's that. If you look it up, everybody complains. Oh, they really? Cut, yeah, it's a terrible thing. We've tweeted them so many times. Why do you keep cutting people off? And it's an awful, awful thing. Mm. But it's such a good game. And that's the thing. You could have so much fun with it. But I just, yeah, anyway, just I really have enjoyed the show. And there's been things that you've talked about all week that I've wanted to to sort of say and the only thing today that's popped up is about you were talking about night terrors oh yeah have you had those oh god yeah and the things i've not thought about it for years but i was talking to someone that i was i've not seen for a long time actually it was an ex and we were texting yesterday and he brought it up night terrors and i thought i've not thought about that Mm. and it was the most terrifying experience of my life and i can't explain it because i don't really have a memory of it yeah it was just staying at his house one night and he woke up because he heard me screaming he thought someone had broken into the house and he got his baseball bat out and i just i think i was probably still asleep um and i've uh, the only way i can explain it is like harry potter where you're absolutely that petrify um curse and it was like that i just was absolutely petrified the 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 pivotal the pivotal point of it is you kind of wake up feeling you or you think you've woken up to see this presence there or feeling that presence and then in the moment where you want to scream or do something you can't move you can't move you can't lift your head off the pillow and you feel like they're there and it seems to last for ages but it's probably only a split second and it's probably i mean let's be honest it's very unlikely to be a supernatural thing it's probably one of those kind of mid-sleep things but it feels so real it took me a long time to get over it paralysis because i've got um, certain friends that experience that as well sleep which i don't experience but i thought everyone had that i think that's the point when you're asleep you are paralyzed because it keeps you safe otherwise you'll be acting out all your dreams but it's 
So I guess there's something different where it's an awareness yeah. that you're... You kind of wake up before you, the rest of your body does. But the thing is, what I didn't know, and this is years ago this happened, but it's been on my mind because someone else was talking about sleep paralysis. And what he said to me yesterday is apparently when it happened, um, and I didn't know this, he said, I didn't tell you at the time because I knew it would freak you out, but I woke up screaming and he said he woke up and he saw three little figures at the end of the bed. Stop it! Stop no, it. And I'm, I, I know he wouldn't have told me that because it's not something I would have been open to or I'd have just been freaked out. Um, oh and he my. said he saw three little figures and at the time he thought there were maybe the three little children I might have. Three of the seven dwarfs. <laughs> I've seen that film. That happens. <laughs> <laughs> but it does freak me out because of course it the, does. I think the older I get, the more open I am to things than I used to be. Mm-hmm. And it, I... All I remember of that, about that night is I've never been that scared in my life. No, terrifying. And I live in South East London, so I have yeah. been scared a lot of times. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it was lovely to talk to you anyway, Kat. You and too, and thanks for leaving me with that again. horrific story. <laughs> <laughs> OK, I'll talk, love the show anyway, and That's I hope nice. you do it again All right, on thanks. your own. Thanks, Take care. Night, bye. night, bye. Night. My God. They love you out there. <laughs> they do. They love the show, Kath. <laughs> I feel like Steve Wright. Very much so. <laughs> anyway, Martin Kellner, what have you got nowhere near as heavy. Well. Not quite the same size. Now, let me tell you what I've got coming up. Um, there's this guy, there's always a fifth beetle, isn't mm-hmm. there? Yeah. There, about, there must be at least 25, 30, maybe, fifth beetles. Uh, well, one of them died this week, a guy aged uh, 87, a guy called Joe Flannery, and they sort of camped out in his flat for a while when they were short of money in the early days in Liverpool. Uh, but there's an interesting debate going on in the Liverpool Echo uh, about whether he was all that, as it were. Oh, really? Yeah. There's a, well, they always do. You know, whenever people say, um, this guy was the fifth beetle, this guy was, you know, it launched the Beatles and everything. And it's like people who reckon they were at the Cavern when the Beatles first played. I mean, that place would have been bulging, you know, to fit those 200,000 people in. Um, so, anyway, we're talking to our Beatles expert, who's written about 14 books. All right, so, who's that? She's called Jude Sutherland-Kessler. Ah, right. And uh, she lives in the States. Uh, she's an American, but she's absolutely obsessed with... I mean, really obsessed with John Lennon. Uh, and she has researched every little inch. You know, for instance, we, we talk about recording sessions sometimes that they did at Abbey Road. She's actually researched not only where they went for lunch, but what they had for lunch she'll tell you what you know in the days when they were having lunch most of the time they you know it was night time but she she knows the whole thing yeah so we'll be talking to her about that we'll preview the grand national so very much sort of liverpool based uh, tonight um also there's a new book out i say it's a new book it's an old book it's been rediscovered and it's yorkshire language oh right yeah, yeah. so it's o- one of those oh i i that's right happen. happen etc although they get fed up with that if you say sort of ebay gum and ecky thump and all that they go but, mad they will thump you we're, we're, we're both from... we're both northern right and i'd never are you heard not, any... i thought you're from the midlands no i'm not you... i'm from manchester are you really you've got yeah. a slight but i've lived down south for yeah. longer than i lived up north so yeah. my accent's kind of moderated or whatever which part of manchester are you from well we lived in walkden Oh, uh, but my mum, and... my dad used to work in Walton. Really? Yeah, I used to go to. My dad was in the uh, was sort of uh, in the clothing trade. So Courtaulds and all that. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and he worked in Walton. Yeah, I that's know where. Very well. That's where I went to school. My mum and my mum and dad are both from Salford. So yeah, although opposite ends. My mum's from the uh, working class end, and my dad was from posh old Earlhamth Height. Yeah, well, this is slight. It's not that posh. Well, that. comparatively, it was. And he always says, lords it over anyway. from Pendlebury? Oh, no, I don't know him from Pendlebury. I've, oh, I think I might have had an aunt that moved to Pendlebury. 
yeah. That's, anyway, go on. So, so that's what I've got. Yes. Um, but what I was going to say is that I've never, until I moved down south, I'd never heard anyone say e-buy gum. It's only southerners who do the impression. Precisely, yeah. Uh, and maybe once or twice in Emmerdale, I'll slip in uh, an e-buy gum or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Just for veracity's sake. But yeah, mm. I've never heard a national Yorkshire person say it. No. Anyway, so we've got the Yorkshire Film Club. Lovely. Yeah. Hull in the Pacific, I've had... My favourite is um, the Shakespeare classic, Much to Do About Nout. <laughs> uh, oh, out of Africa, O-W-T. Oh, yeah, is out it, you Africa. were out and out. I've uh, got a load of those. Um, so, yeah, so we're doing the Yorkshire Film Club um, because the Yorkshire people have got their own language. Because Yorkshire is that important. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got one Yorkshire friend and it's God's own country to him. He never, certainly never is. cross him. Sounds brilliant. Thank you so much. No worries. Martin Kellner is on after the news, which is coming up very, very quickly. Thank you very much to everyone who's phoned me this week. It's been a real pleasure um, hearing your stories. You made me laugh so much and I've had a really good time. I'll be back same time next week, but I'll be with Ian Lee. You may have heard of him. He's a promising young broadcaster. <laughs> not that promising. Uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm always waiting. But thank you very much indeed for, for your company tonight. You take care of yourselves and, uh, yeah, see you next week, Monday to Friday, one till, uh, no, ten till one. And we'll don't do it all over again. Time, yeah. yeah, what? I'm on at one. Don't eat into my time. All right, he's on at one. Bye. We've got entertainment and we're not afraid to use it. Talk Radio.